0: <laughs> but uh but yeah so um i'll just start it up i guess um
1: sure, So yeah my, so i just wanted to say really quickly my my partner camden he he'll probably be jumping in at some point too if that's cool great <laughs> definitely yeah absolutely man he was the guy filling in right he was the guy yeah he was the guy filling in on the crack and stuff like when my voice when i had a sore throat and all that that that's him he he edits all my stuff now so yeah
0: he did a great job so that was good.
1: Yeah, he's, been, he's done a good job. Yeah.
0: Cool, man. All right. So, everybody, welcome to the Deep Shares, uh, I guess, second roundtable, sort of. Uh, we're just going to be talking about aliens again. <laughs> I have Dave Zed from Generation Z Podcast here with me and my good buddy, Eric Stone.
1: Hello. How you guys
2: doing? Good, well, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
1: Doing good, man. Thank you so much. As Eric just said, it's an honor to be here. Thank you.
0: Thank you. It's an honor to have you guys here with me. It's good to good to catch up. Uh, of course, uh, Eric and Dave were both a part of our awesome uh, disclosure roundtable back in June. That was awesome. I really enjoyed having you guys on for that. Thought it was a pretty good conversation.
1: That was a that was a great time. I, I have to say that was that was really good. And not only that, but I mean the uh, the people seem to enjoy it a lot too, right? Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, definitely a lot to talk about since then, but.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah that's for sure especially yeah, yeah. the main focus of tonight which is the the documentary that i know both of you guys have have consumed correct yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I mean i can i can just start rambling but i'd rather give i'd rather give eric the floor respectfully if you know um, if, if yeah, you, Eric's going
0: to be cutting out early anyway. It's not, not early, yeah. but you know, well, earlier probably.
1: Please, by all means, I'd like to say moving forward in, in tonight's uh, roundtable that Eric, please, you you take uh, you take the floor first every time.
2: <laughs> well, okay then, I will. Um, yeah, so I saw I saw Greer's documentary, and I, I watched it with like no concept, uh, no context whatsoever of who this guy was. Um, oh, and I I kind of <laughs> tried to like consume it on like this level where I'm just going to believe everything that he's saying and that it's true. And I'm not going to, like, I'm going to, I'm going to trust that this guy verified all the shit that he's saying. Um, Somehow in this documentary that seems to have come together really quickly and been put out, but I mean clearly he knows his stuff he's he was part of like that original press conference you know they get into that in the documentary i thought it was really really interesting i mean it's it's crazy to me so so for anybody who hasn't seen the documentary right it's uh this guy who has this disclosure project which is not based on this recent disclosure but in 2001 he got together a lot of top people from across aerospace and the government and they were all like hey aliens are real and we're going to talk about it and um, he has people who worked like directly with folks that were involved um, with uh, the Manhattan Project. And you know they have a lot of like um, primary sources, right? And like people they have talked to people who know things, right? Yeah. Um, and some of these people are people who know things that, that follow this disclosure project. So so this documentary is kind of about how um, the there's this plan kind of where essentially what essentially amounts to as far as far as i could tell was that um uh extraterrestrials are going to be positioned as a threat and throughout history we've been work we've been slowly working towards this uh place where they are considered a threat and i thought that it was really really interesting um because really it, it, a lot of it hinges upon uh warner von braun's quote to this lady right um and where he tells her on her on his deathbed that there's going to be uh, a, a very set progression of who the enemy is going to be into the future and um he goes through you know it's going to be terrorists and then it's going to be it's going to be the, um i forget exactly what the what the sequence was right but I the, the, the exactly. very last uh, you very so if, last. I could,
1: if I could jump in uh, post-world War II, I believe the general structure was uh, the, the the threat of communism then the threat of terrorism then the threat of third world countries and the last card was going to be the space card
2: yeah so they're so in the documentary they're identifying like North Korea as the third world country 911 um, terrorism so like we're following this progression and the next one is going to be extraterrestrials and um, it's again it, it like it it, hinge, it hinges on this quote that this guy delivered to this woman on, on his deathbed. Uh, and I say, this guy is like, he's not just some guy. Like he's an actual, very important figure in history, like outside of UFOs. Like, you know, he matters. Warner Braun matters. Look him up. If you don't know who he is. Uh,
0: um, yeah. I'm pretty and, sure most of the audience knows who so. that guy is. <laughs> I would think so.
2: I just, I found it really, really interesting that they, they hinged a lot of stuff on this quote that it's like not really verifiable, but if, you know, again, I consumed this like just like it is verifiable, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna choose to believe these people um, because it's a hell of a lot more fun to believe them. That's <laughs> kind of true. Um, and the way they, the way that this documentary like pieces this all together and provides evidence, like they said this is gonna happen, and then this happened, and this person betrayed the cause, and how they're talking about Leslie Keen, uh, how the media is being used. To spin extraterrestrials as a threat, and how the media is being used, like the corporate media is being used to, um, you know, kind of say, you know, like stop trying to reach out, stop trying to have, like stop trying to communicate. Um, mm-hmm. I found it very, very fascinating. Um, honestly, I walked away with it, away from it, kind of just like I don't really know what to make of this because if if presented coherently um any series of facts about any topic that you're not super 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 well versed in can just like you walk away from it and you're just like fuck shit (laughs) like this is definitely what's happening right now because like i don't know any better but uh i think that it's very difficult for any for anybody to watch that documentary and like not walk away from it like Okay, maybe you don't want it. Maybe like you say some of this bullshit. Whatever, whatever. But like, you kind of can't say it's all bullshit because at the end of the day, you know, Eddie, it, it's like you and I talk about. Uh, like the government is intentional, and right. media is intentional. Like mm-hmm. they 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 don't do things just because, and people don't just come forward to start talking about things just because. And you know, disinformation is a real thing. And um, I think that the documentary makes a very, very compelling case for uh, the fact that there's fuckery going on. And I think that you're, you're kind of not paying attention if you don't think like that something like extraterrestrials is perfect is perfect to be positioned as an enemy. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you're paying attention if you don't realize that America like loves an enemy and needs an enemy. And we're also more divided than we have ever been. And we only become united around an enemy uh, historically. Um, So it's like everything this, this documentary talks about, like it all matches up. It all makes sense. Now, I don't know how, I don't know how this manifests itself. Like how, how, like, because when, like, when, when we when someone decides like, OK, I'm going to go on to corporate media and state that aliens are not only real and not only are they here, but they are a threat. Like, that's a pretty big corner to turn. Mm. So I'm interested to see to see like if that happens, how long does it take to get to that point? Because it's going to be gradual. They're going to slowly ratchet into that sort of that sort of thing. And by the time we get there. And we're in a position to unite against this common enemy. Like, are we going to need to be united anymore? It seems like, you know, if they have an agenda, they might want to accelerate their timeline.
0: Or it's almost like, are they, it, it all seems inevitable. I mean, I talk about it a lot you know sometimes things get censored but if you want to get information it is all available you and i talk about this quite often so what is their end game if it was basically what you're asking right (laughs) like how how is this playing out and and how does this fit in how does this disinformation fit in or how does this story fit in and how does it align so well to yeah. the truth at, at times. Dave, what do you think about all this so far? Well,
1: I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I think uh, I agree fundamentally with everything Eric said. And I was actually gonna, before I start, I wanted to ask Eric, brother, um, from the perspective of someone trying to take that unbiased view, um, just curious, uh, and I'll explain why I'm asking this specifically. What type of vibe did you get from Greer, uh, Stephen Greer? Not uh, nothing, um, you know, evidence-based, data-based. When you yeah. watch, what did you get from him as just a, a simple guy, a sim- individual trying to go in with the mentality of you know I don't know anything and this is going to be the documentary to tell me. It seems self-important. I I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I fundamentally agree. I would, yeah, me too. <laughs> I I, yeah. I I just wanted to uh, yeah to add to that. I think the the issue is that he's. Again, and I, I, I would say this to Mr. Greer's face very respectfully. I'd say, sir, I, I really um, appreciate the core principle of what you're trying to do for the cause. But I would also say, I think you have a God complex. I really do. Um, and honestly, some people need to be humbled and what have you. I'm sure people have told him that before. The, okay, here's the thing. The, putting Stephen Greer aside for a second, the, the core principle of the documentary, I fundamentally agree with in the sense that, uh, we of course we should take a friendly approach that's my personal take that's just my opinion now in terms of you know Mr. Greer saying oh um you know I think he said something along the lines of oh there's all these shows out there now that say you know the good ones they look like Nordics and the bad ones they look like grays and things like that I couldn't help but think of myself Andrew and and a handful of others too right so I'm thinking to myself like he's in my personal opinion and maybe I'm wrong he's he's putting it in too much of a black and white type of situation uh you know for him to say that they're all friendly i i think that just as much as there's a probability that they're mathematically there's life out there i think there's also a mathematical probability there are very good ones very bad ones and then ones that truly don't give a shit about us mm. on honestly that's my personal opinion why in the documentary he would say things mr greer why he would say you know the greys are good and you know the um the NSA is, or the CIA is controlling certain grays to, to try to, you know, to abduct people, to give that, that perception that grays are bad. I believe that, but I don't know why he's categorizing all grays into that area. Now, if he has something that he's not bringing forward, I'd be more than happy to have my mind changed if there's something missing from context, right? But for him to say all the grays are, are good and all these, you know, these misconceptions about them being bad, trying to take us, I see what he's saying in the sense that the military industrial complex, if they're going to reveal aliens, they're going to try to push it with a very basic principle, a fear mongering principle. I understand that. But if you're really trying to push the truth out there, I'll be honest with you. Why not? I mean, again, say there are different factions of grades. Some of them are, again, benevolent. Some of them are malevolent. Some of them, you know, they have different agendas. And again, we have to define what good or bad is because it's all you know, perception to us, it's like uh, my my partner Camden gives a very good example of when you go with your wife or your girlfriend or whatever for a picnic, right? When those ants that you step on on the grass, do you really intend to step on them? You don't. But again, it's perception. It's relative to what you know and what you're consciously doing, right? So again, to to some of these aliens, maybe their intention for the human race is not bad. But again, I'm not trying to defend this. But if they you know abduct two or three humans randomly and to experiment on is that a bad being or alien per se again they've just picked two or three out of the flock right now again that's very unfortunate for those odd ones out that got abducted and experimented on i'm not trying to push that aside but at the same time i think i think he's making it too black and white um i agree with him in terms of the 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 dissemination of propaganda about how all the aliens and all the movies are always bad very rarely they're good I think the last one was like <laughs> the movie with Nicolas Cage, the, the movie Knowing, where, you know, the aliens at the end take the children to, to another planet to, you know, start fresh. But
0: oh, that's really similar to the end of uh, Midnight Special then, too.
1: Right. You, right.
0: Spoiler alert from 2017 <laughs> or something. But right. It's the one <laughs> with uh, Michael something or other.
1: <laughs> never mind <laughs> i think there's, i think there's a handful of them that are that portray them in a more positive light but overall you know you take a look at i don't know um uh let's see for example uh, a quiet place you take a look at you know uh the movie life with jake gyllenhaal uh and ryan yeah. Reynolds.
2: you know you the take thing.
1: the thing you know you take a look at those type of movies and you see there's this sort of ominous type of luring thing going on so look i'll, I'll be honest with you guys i mean i can i i think Greer's intention is good do I think he's doing it for profit a certain percentage of it yes um at the same time there's just so much to 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 break down about the things that I agree with and don't agree with there's I'll be honest I went into this thinking I was going to disagree with Mr. Greer much more than I actually did it turns out by the time I watched it and finished it I, I said to my girlfriend I said no you know what a good chunk of that, I agree with. I thought there was gonna be much more. I was gonna say, like, you know, I fundamentally disagree or something like this, but I think this, this tribalism within the UFO community, like you were saying, Eric, about how they talked about, what was her name? Leslie Keen was trying yeah, to- Leslie He Keen. allegedly turned on Greer and those guys that were trying to really find the truth. I mean, look, w- we take a look at, for example, um, uh, Robert Bigelow, who spent what, north of a hundred million in, ca- in liquid cash to try to find the truth. And again, we see the intelligence apparatus covering for them in the sense that, again, you have a guy who actually poses a threat. He's not some random guy on his computer. He poses a threat because he's got money to burn and time on his hands, right? So what do we do? We push out, we send out the propaganda team to feed him with BS, right? Again, you, you you put these labels on these guys, the, the fancy names, former head of this, former director of that, former chief of that. You put them all around someone like Bigelow, just feed them with lies, right? So I the reason why I say this, guys, is because I feel like this whole thing of uh, Stephen Greer's pursuit for the truth, I think it is very good. But at the same time, I also think it's, it's hopeless in a certain way. I don't mean to sound doomy and gloomy, but I... I th- <clears throat> there's, there's gotta be uh, another way to do this because I mean, he's, I think he's going as far and he's pushing the limits to the extent that one could go relative to coloring within the lines, metaphorically. Do Mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying? Like I, yeah, At the same time, though, I do think, uh, again, the negative things, the cons, I think he's got a god complex. I think that I don't really, I understand you have to put money in your pocket to feed yourself. I understand that. But I think that the money he charges for the app, in addition to the CE5 events and stuff, he claims that, you know, he charges so much because it's, it's to weed out the ones that aren't serious and things like that. And my argument to that, my argument to that is, okay, fine, if you're going to charge that much for a ticket for an app or whatever, sure, then put a good chunk of it to charity or to a a, a public um, fund or something like this to genuinely help people, right? Why, mm-hmm. why is he walking away with, you know, large percentage of profits? And I, like I said, you got to pay your bills. I get that. But again, these are one of the issues I have um the the god complex someone told me very recently that they went to go attend an event uh that he was at before the pandemic and all that and it was a small gathering and there was i think it was outside and he had a microphone and he um, had given it away and then about 10 minutes later he asked for the microphone back and he got very upset that no one ran to him quick enough to give him the microphone Apparently he threw like a big fit about, about it after. So again, now this is just word of mouth. I'm trying I want to be as respectful as possible. Uh, Just to, you know, quick recap before I finish my little rant here. I think that the the core principle of his documentary was great, but I also think that he, he sugarcoated it in much, in far too much of a black and white manner. You know, because I've, I've, I've uh, researched and studied incidences of certain aliens looking just like us doing terrible things. Now, yes, generally speaking, the ones that abduct uh, the aliens that abduct humans tend to look human. But could that be a ploy of the military industrial complex using, you know, holographic imagery? This is the problem. This is the yeah, problem. We had
0: we had holographic imagery that could, well, at least according to Jacques Vallée and whatever documents he saw, And he claimed that one of them was uh, a document that was kind of discovered during Watergate about um, showing up on. Yeah. And like so like Jacques Vallée, you know, just being a a scientist talking on that show in the 70s, saying that this is technology we have today. It's like we look back at the 70s, not maybe not we, but, you know, in general, people look back at the 70s and they don't they don't think that that's technology they had today at, at that point oh, you know God. so i mean it's kind of giving up the ghost right away a little bit right there that like things have i mean we had a what was it like a gigabyte processor in the 70s that exactly. no one t- wants to talk about you know there, there's a lot of that kind of stuff of course um if i could jump in a little bit just to give a, just to throw my perspective in the pool here and i worry because i like dave and and like eric i'm I've always been very passionate about this topic. I love this kind of stuff. And I do really worry, though, that this that we're getting taken on a ride between these two factions for the most part, because what I see, um, Dave, you your research goes so beneath where I'm going into the details of a lot of these darker projects that you found out about and things like that. And I'd love to get into some of that as well, if we could, at least, you know, to the extent, to the extent that it, uh, you know, won't get us kicked off or anything. (laughs) But, um, before we do that, just to frame that it's not that I don't think these things are happening possibly under the surface of everything, but I also know, and what I've been talking a lot about on my podcast is, this perfect mimicry that goes on constantly in everything we do and every part of our lives any natural real good thing that we could find there's always a mimicry right next to it that's alluring and devoid of that meaning and devoid of transformation and all that good stuff so what I'm go where I'm going with this is that yes of course everybody gets it's Elizondo versus Greer in the battle basically in this like you know, battle of language constantly on every. They're both going on podcasts left and right, and they're both doing interviews and this and that. So, what are we being fed? I think we're being fed the same exact thing because in this documentary. I I get that they're talking about how, oh, it's all about, you know, Paola Harris talks about how it's all about the toys. Of course. Oh, I thought it was because they were afraid society would fall apart, but no, it's of course, it's all about the toys because it's all about money, isn't it? And all that is part of the bullshit. That's part of the psyop in my opinion, because I think I've, I think we've talked about it a little bit on, on the round table that at that up there, they're not really using money in the, the way that we use money where well, they're not, <laughs> they're throwing out numbers when they need to. Sure. Right. Whatever they can make or break whatever they want. And I'm using that very liberally because they really fucking can. And they really do. And, you know, look at the Luis Elizondo situation where um, the black vault, of course, he's always the first on the scene, trying to get FOIA documents released and shit like that, trying to get Elizondo's emails And it has to go into an appeal. And then, oh, they don't exist. The emails don't exist. Now, legally, historically relevant documents at that level cannot be destroyed ever. And of course they existed at one point. There's no question about that. And they're just walking around blame. I'm kind of going all over the place here. What I'm getting at is I'm hearing all about the toys from both sides. One of them's kind of, twisting it to say this is what it's about they're lying to you and the other ones are like yeah this is what's going on there's some crazy tech out there but they're both talking about the tech and they're both pushing this idea on us on a generation that is obsessed with sci-fi and (laughs) all the tech eric you can stand to that and so can i and i'm dave i'm sure we're all talking on podcasts right now i mean we're all into it so Yeah, that's my two cents at first, just to lay the groundwork of my opinion about this being a lot of deception. And I cannot get around his friggin' crying. And this time he got Paola Harris involved with the gig and everything. And they did a great performance, but this is every single documentary. Of course, we can look at him like maybe he's just being a genuine guy. I don't know if we can really rely on that. I don't know.
2: Um, it's no, anecdotal
0: I mean, either way. Yeah,
2: I mean, br- about, uh, like, it, like the guy's, the guy's name is all over the documentary, right? He's all over the documentary. Uh, it, everything that's in that documentary is intentional. You know, it's there, everything that every part of it is there for a reason. I mean, I think that he made some really interesting points. Um, uh, at one point he says, um, you know, of course the aliens aren't here to hurt us. If they wanted to, they could have already. Like why sure, would so the elites? Yeah, why wouldn't they have just done it? it was just like so could well, The okay. elites. Maybe we
0: should trust them too. Um, David, <laughs> you, made, you yeah. made a
2: really interesting point that like didn't occur to me uh, until you like alluded to it. But like, um, the documentary is very black and white. You state right. Yeah. Um, and it's very interesting to me to consider the fact, and I don't think many consider the fact that like when we're talking about extraterrestrial life, there's there could be more than one kind. Right. So when I think that most people, when they think about these sorts of things, there's like, there is one alien civilization that has contacted us when it's like, there's really no reason to think that whatsoever. Um, and just like humans, there's also no reason to think that they're all good or they're all bad. Right. Um, I, think, I, I think, Andy, your, your point about focusing on the tech, like it's so focused on the tech that it makes me think that it has nothing to do with the tech whatsoever. Ooh, and all right. I can't help but think that like, you know, and, and you, you and I have talked a lot about like, what's the end, what's the goal here? Like, what's the point? Like to what end are this, is all of this happening? And, um, you know, it seems like control and power come up. Right. But I, I can't help but think that if, if, if they wanted to, if they wanted to, you know, air quotes, um, could we not, like, what what scenario could possibly be better to identify um, and turn um, neighbor against neighbor arbitrarily for whatever reason you wanted than, you know, coming forward and saying that there's alien life on earth. They look just like us. We've known about it forever and alien, alien, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know, oh, man. I'm now, listen, I'm not, I'm not saying that this is like that. I think that, but like, it certainly does fit in pretty well. I think with like, if we're going to talk like big grandiose, like motivations and fear and and power dynamics, it's like, I don't know. I still, I still am, I'm stretching for a reason why this is all coming out right now. Like, what's the point, you know, when we talked in our disclosure round table, it's like, we all, we went around and it's, what do we think we're gonna get from this disclosure coming up? And, you know, we, we were all right. Like they didn't really give us too much, but they're still talking. It's still happening right yeah. now. And like, I gotta ask why, like, what is their end game? And we don't really know. So I feel like everything is on the table.
0: Well, I will say, for, just from my perspective, well, first of all, hi, Camden. Welcome to the show. What's up? Say, yeah. yeah,
1: Camden, brother, you came in at, at the right time. We were just starting to to, to hit it off. I kind of gave my little rant that you have probably heard a million times over, so it's good that you missed that. Um, <laughs> Camden, But before you start, I just wanted to throw my two cents in quickly uh, to add to Andrew and what Eric, you're saying there. Um, I appreciate that. First off, Eric, uh, thank you. But secondly, I think... The answer to why now, if in my humble opinion, based on, on our research, I don't think it's human beings that are, that, that are pushing for this disclosure. I think that humans at the highest level of, of power and government amongst multiple uh, powerful nations across the world are trying to mitigate this. I don't think they're the ones that are uh, controlling the release of the information. And to address the why the technology, It's interesting because when you take a look at a lot of the cases that Jack Vallée, amongst others, have studied since the late 1800s up until now, when these uh, extraterrestrials used to communicate telepathically with uh, with humans and things like that, one of the main things that they, regardless of the species, whether it was Nordics, greys, reptilians, you name it, was that they wanted humans to understand their spaceships because it's more than just a ship. More than just a craft. It is like their, their, I guess you could say, their chariot, their horse, if you will. They can interface with it telepathically. It can change shape. It can manifest into different forms of, of, of light, if you will. It can go into different dimensions. Now, again, different races have different, you know, levels of, of how ascended they are or descended they are technologically. But if you want to know the truth, guys, I think in my head, I visualize it as, you know, we have. Majestic 12 at the very top of this pyramid, the the new version of it, because they have to name successors uh, shortly before they're going to resign their position. And I think that ultimately what ends up happening there is the Majestic 12 or the Zodiac guys, that group there, it basically takes the information from the extraterrestrials and they're told, okay, this is going to get pushed out and this is going to be the overall concept, if you will. Um, Listen, I could be totally wrong. This is just my opinion, but um but yeah anyways that's my two cents camden brother and ron sir very nice to to see you
0: ron how's it going man ron from wicked planet podcast has joined the conversation as well so we got to get these two introduced <laughs> uh, can you hear me okay yeah. yes sir so camden how you doing man welcome doing to the show good. nice to meet yeah. you
3: man. nice to meet you too dude
0: so we are talking about greer i'm assuming you watched the documentary yeah. too, cosmic right. Hopes. so what's uh what's your initial take on it we're just jumping in
3: um well to just jump in and build on what y'all were talking about just now um yeah. to me greer kind of builds into his own theory of like these things are inevitably coming out because of like his unacknowledged documentary. Right. And so like people can't ignore it anymore. It's getting too much momentum. I kind of don't necessarily agree with that. More take it to where Dave was going, like uh, the, the aliens, the ETs, the EBEs, whatever you want to call them are, are pushing for this and they're making it um, unignorable, I guess is really how you could say it. And because it's unignorable, then these governments have to kind of uh, release the information that they do have because they would rather just, you know, like like Greer made great points. They would rather just figure out how to incorporate the technology they get, backwards engineer it, and then put it into companies they can make money off of, put stocks in, and keep their, their money game going. So they would rather do that. But because this is so unavoidably, like duh here it is like there's so much going on that they can't they kind of can't so now they've taken this approach of we don't know what they are we have no i No, i have no idea this is scary so that's kind of where i'm at i think you're muted yeah
0: totally totally am yeah i was saying now uh, just laying out that mimicry for us that yeah. i was saying in the beginning um ron how you doing man <laughs>
4: Sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry. Hey, sorry. First off, sorry guys, I'm late. Uh show went a little longer know. tonight than I thought. Uh and uh and uh, do I sound okay, Andy? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Sound okay, cool. crisp yeah, and clear, so, man. Yeah, so I'm doing good. I was really excited to get on here and meet these guys. I watched uh Dave and uh uh Camden on um uh, show the other night. I believe uh you guys were on legit bat. Uh yeah one of oh, my buddies thank- Joe thank- and Jen.
1: Yeah. yeah, thank you so much
4: oh wait yeah no i saw
3: you in the uh in the what chat comments whatever it is yeah i think yeah, yeah. no totally yeah
4: yeah i'm really close with those guys over there And when i saw that you were going to be honest, I said i definitely got to check this out so so my show the wicked planet when uh we record on wednesday night went a little late so i apologize for being late but i'm here
0: no worries man and no worries I I have you. yeah so we you watched the documentary <laughs> recently as well cosmic hoax
4: what are your initial take what's your initial take on it Uh, my take on the cosmic hoax okay okay so i've watched uh several of the dr greer movies like the unacknowledged uh the close encounters of the fifth kind uh and also the cosmic coast right like like uh I, i you know i'm a big fan of dr greer's and i know that he gets a lot of flack you know, and now now the, the UFO community is kind of splitting off, right? We kind mm-hmm. of talked about that before. And it's splitting off to either you uh, you subscribe to the Dr. Greer version or you subscribe to the Lou Elizondo, uh, Tom DeLonge, uh, Bob Bigelow yeah, 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 side, right? Where where they're vilifying everything like, like okay, so these uh, UAPs and these extraterrestrials, right? These are a danger. These are a danger to us. Uh, they're malevolent, malevolent, Uh, sorry about the pronunciation there, but you guys know what I meant, right? So they're here to harm us. So this is why we need space force. This is why we need space weapons. This is why we need to uh, be ready to combat them. Then you have the Dr. Stephen Greer side of the story, which is like uh, these uh, extraterrestrials are not a danger to us, like period, right? There's never been, uh, you know, according to Dr. Greer, there's never been a case where an extraterrestrial came down and harmed a human being. Right. Uh, In his whole CE5 events, uh, you know, uh, Jerry's still out on those. I I will admit I downloaded the app and I'm going to give it a try. Uh, I know it takes some work to make that happen, but I was willing to spend the 10 bucks to give it a try. Right. So Mm -hmm. so I kind of I kind of I kind of believe Dr. Greer more so. I think he's more sincere about it. He's not coming out and saying that they're a problem where everybody on the other side of the camp is. So I, I guess that's kind of my feeling on the, uh, the whole thing with the, with the cosmic hoax is what they're talking about is the, the whole thing is a hoax right now. And now he's not saying that the UFOs or the UAPs that they're calling it now, like like I'm an old dude. It's been UFOs for 45 years. It's going to continue to be UFOs to me. <laughs> uh, I don't view them as a threat because if they were going to be a threat, seems to me they would have been a threat a long time ago. So
0: this is kind of uh, a, you know, reel me, reel me in guys, if I'm being too paranoid, but so that's kind of, I keep hearing that lately and I heard it from the documentary multiple times from multiple people saying that that's kind of the philosophy you can get behind. But what worries me is we could say that about, you know the U S military or, or like the UN or something like that. Like some horrible first world mega force could easily have wiped us out in this way or that way. And who knows, maybe they have if we get into Tartaria or something, you know, so
1: just jump in very, very quickly, more specific. uh, Sorry, brother, just to address uh, Ron and Camden Uh, before you guys came in, basically I touched on the fact that in my humble opinion, I believe that, um, Certainly, I believe Mr. Greer, the principle of the message is there. I believe that he has far less, I guess you could say, metaphorical strings than Lou Elizondo does. I think with Mr. Elizondo, he wants to say more, but he, he really can't. Not just because of the NDA, but also because I really think he fears for for the for the safety of his, his family and what have you. But my main uh, concern, guys, was that... I felt as though, and please tell me if you have a different view, Mr. Greer was painting it far too black and white. Do I think that we should take a friendly approach? Absolutely, absolutely. At the same time, though, I do think that there are certain species here that do not have our best intentions in mind. However, I think Something or some one or a multitude of species have been protecting us, if you will, so I took issue more so with the documentary about how Mr Greer painted it as a, a more of a black and white, yes or no they're all good they're all bad, that was sort of the, the feeling I got from it now again that's just me right I could be wrong I, the only thing, though, that I took issue with was why couldn't uh, Dr Greer say okay. You know, the, uh, th- there's different factions of them, if you will. Not all the greys are bad. Not all the greys are good. Some are just, you know, uh, malevolent. Some are benevolent. You name it, right? So again, just wanted to, to touch on that and get your guys, uh, Ron, uh, sir, your take on that
4: yeah just like humans right you got good humans you got bad humans right so Mm -hmm. so we've been and so it's no different right and in my view like we're descended from the extraterrestrials like i'm a pretty firm believer in that (laughs) Uh, i've done a lot of research on this like like i'm almost 60 years old i've been into the stuff a long time and uh so yeah i do agree with you dave that uh, Grio does take kind of a black and white approach to it you know i'm more of a gray area guy Like, like I I like to say, okay, well, it could be this, or it could be that, or it could be something in the middle, right? Right. Uh, The problem I have with Lou Elizondo, and I don't, and I really shouldn't say I have a problem with him because I've been following him for quite some time, uh, is this how now all of a sudden, after we were promised disclosure, right, in the last COVID bill, we were supposed to get the uh, disclosure, uh, I think, on June 1st, right? Senator Marco Rubio was supposed to take care of that, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, We basically still have- Yeah. Or something no, like different. that. Like, like, but bottom line is we didn't get it right. We, we get little snippets. We get uh, a lot of redacted uh, documents that, you know, you might as well not even read them because they're redacted so heavily. Yeah. And uh, so, so we're basically, we were led down a path of roses and ended up in poison ivy, which is an old term I always like to say. Right. And, uh, and now all of a sudden, you know, we're hearing uh, stories of project blue beam, which, uh, you know, for the listeners is, is a conspiracy theory that Project Blue Beam is uh, the, the government's going to come after us with a fake alien attack. And it's just another way for them to control us, right? Because they're not controlling us with the Corona narrative anymore. And they're and they're, uh, they're going to try to control us with the climate change uh, agenda, which, which there's a lot of people on both sides of that, right? Uh, and then now we got the uh, cyber polygon uh, theory that uh, Klaus Schwab is pushing, where we're going to have a massive uh, grid breakdown. So we have all this fear thrown at us so now I'm thinking maybe they are keeping Project Bluebeam like in the shadows for when all this other stuff doesn't work, mm. right? So, so once uh, you know guys that are uh, uh, that do what we do, as podcasters, like we're all familiar with what Project Bluebeam is, right? And it's kind of like the movie, yeah. uh, what was it, The Fifth Wave? They did this movie and it ended yeah. up being that it was a false attack and it was actually the yeah. government that was putting Stage. the attack. On oh, it. now I actually so, want to see it. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was actually not a great movie but it's not bad either but but the story the story is there right yeah and
3: plot it's a good movie yeah Yeah. the
4: plot so now you got lou Elizondo. like you see his face on every single television show yep like every morning program Uh, every news program he's like literally everywhere pushing his narrative and to me that's like that's like okay you're pushing too hard why are you pushing so hard
1: Sorry, Mr. Ms. Uh, Rob, if I could, uh, Ron, sorry. Um, the question I think to add to your question as well, and you also might be uh, saying this too, is who's letting him on? You know what I mean? Who, because clearly the, uh, and, and um, you know probably far better than I do, sir, the intelligence apparatus to try to prevent the, the, the actual push for the real truth is clearly there like as we saw in the cosmic hoax documentary with you know when they covered Robert Bigelow there there was a guy with actual money to burn with real time on his hands nothing to do and it just goes to show over a hundred million in liquid cash was spent and then we could see the I don't want to say who it was because you know we don't know for certain but the intelligence apparatus sort of Pushed, you know, five, six, seven different figures to encircle him metaphorically and feed him these lies, right? So I feel like that same apparatus is in control of of Mr. Elizondo, to be honest. Because how could this guy go on CNN, MSNBC, Fox, like without anyone controlling his words, right?
4: So, right. Right.
1: Yeah. Sorry,
0: Andy. Go ahead. That's all right. Real quick, I wanna I wanna kind of stretch this out a little bit because I feel like this. Honestly, in my opinion, just after twenty odd years of loving all the UFO topics, you know, all the subtopics and everything about them, I feel like this. I feel like the topic itself uh, needs to be more broad. I feel like there's there's other aspects that um, there's other areas of our call it fringe thinking, call it independent, you know, seeking whatever. There's other areas that if are true, change this whole picture as well. And I know that it's not, you know, it's more hypothetical to think about, but I mean, just take, for instance, the, the idea that people like Graham Hancock and Randall Carlson and, um, you know, the, 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 the guys that, you know, redated the Sphinx and uh, with the, uh, John Anthony West, those guys, their revolution is now taking place. They were laughed at for decades, and now they have you know skeptics like Michael Shermer apologizing to them on on Twitter and everything. They, their revolution is happening. Shit keeps getting older, and it's being confirmed. History is a lie, and it's all over everywhere. It's it's that's this is old news now. You know what I mean? But so that has lifted off. You know what I mean? And I feel the same thing is kind of happening in this broader spectrum of what's called electric universe theory that's what i was about to get into yep that's awesome what a cool synchronicity because i the only reason why i want to bring it into that is just because it really could completely shift the topic of ufos entirely not necessarily to make it real or not real or anything like that the fact that So this is what I wanted to jump into too. It's what they're talking around. Dave, I I mentioned this to you online when we were talking and I was like, I'll I'll dive into this a little further that this is going to sound a little wacky, but electric universe theory is getting more acceptable. They are obsessed with this tech, but mostly about why this tech is special and what makes this tech so special that I could be dancing around with electric universe theory. That would be gravity the anti-gravity aspect of it is what makes it so unbelievably amazing and revolutionary. And that's what they're focused on now. Fine. We can run with that all day. We can say that, good, we're at, we're at the star Trek phase and we get to see all the crazy shit we grew up with. Isn't that convenient, but I don't know, man, it, it seems equally plausible that, that something else is going on and, and they're they're covering other things up, just like I'm having uh, Dave Weiss on, Weiss on uh, this week as well to talk flat earth. I'm, I'm willing to do it, man. I'm not a flat earther, but I want to hear I want right. to see I want <clears throat> to I want to go through it because I, I also think there's something to that. I don't know if it's what they think it is and, and David thinks it is. But I think we're being lied to
4: in general for sure. Okay. About uh, uh, about okay, Andy space. Andy, <laughs> listen. Just to throw you, that wild shit into the pot here. When you talk to David Weiss, right? Like, because mm. I'm agnostic on that whole deal, right? Mm-hmm. But I do I find myself re- myself reading about it more. I find myself studying about it more because it's just like anything. Like, what kind of a conspiracy theorist or podcaster that's in a conspiracy game would I be if I didn't look into it? Right, like if like yeah. if I was like if I was just uh, oh yeah no that's 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 no that's crazy okay so uh, I was a guest host on the Dangerous World uh, one night and we had David on uh, and he lays out a pretty compelling story.
2: Uh, He has, he
4: has his own app that you are really going to check out. It's really cool. And it shows how everything works. Now I'm not saying I believe in flat earth, but I'm not saying I don't believe in it either. Because after, after exposing and after all these lies have been exposed and just what you said, Andy, everything that we've been told in history and everything that, you know, you know, the Sphinx is, is dated to this, the pyramids are dated to that, the Mayan temples are dated to this. We're all finding out that this stuff is much, much older. Even to bring up the the uh, theory of Tartaria, right? So, so we're learning, we're learning all this stuff. So, so really, at this point, like nothing is off the table for me. Like, like I'm open, like I'm an open minded person. So, uh, y- you will have a really interesting discussion with Mister Weiss. Yeah, I,
1: I just wanted to say to very quickly to add to again what you were saying, uh, Ron, as well as uh, Andy, with regards to the electric universe theory. It's interesting because um, I don't know if you guys, uh, I think most of you probably know about Uri Geller. I believe that's how you say his yes, name. Yes, Uri Geller. Uri Geller. Or
0: Uri, I'm not sure.
1: Right. He's the um, the Israeli, uh, I guess you could say psychic. He can allegedly bend, you know, forks and spoons with his mind, things like that. Anyways, he recently came out, um, I think publicly last week, saying that he was summoned by Warner Von Braun uh, back in the day to go to a classified NASA Facility uh, underground, and everyone dismissed it, yada yada yada. And then he provided images of him with Warner von Braun on this facility. So then all of a sudden, yeah, then. Yes. So then, and I have, I have the photographs as well. Um, You could see Warner Von Braun in his later years, a little bit older, but anyways, the point is, is that he was, he claimed he was shown a metal, a metallurgy, if you will, Um, which again, seems to be the constant thing. They shoot down, Jack Valais mentioned it. The, the army has shot down pieces of UFO before. This is not really, again, they'll never admit it, but it's pretty damn obvious at this point, but what stuck out to me was that Yuri Geller said last week, I believe the article was in The Guardian, if I'm not mistaken, that Warner Von Braun told him, held up a piece of the metallurgy and said, he said, Yuri, I need you to help me figure what, uh, figure out what this is because the metallurgy is, it feels like it's alive and breathing. Now, I don't know to what extent this could be uh, elements from another dimension. If this is an extremely advanced version of what we would perceive to be nanotech, I'm not sure. But I think... Again, it ties in with the electric universe theory in the sense that when people get abducted, some people have said they've been able to actually not be abducted by mentally telling these aliens you cannot abduct me. Now, I find parallels in that with regards Ooh. to the par- to the paranormal side of things, right? When demons and spirits uh, for those that believe in it try to take over one's body, you tell that spirit, demon or energy, you cannot take over me or things like this. I find parallels there so clearly Again, uh, as you were saying, Ron, as well, I think there's a people are looking at things as, you know, paranormal, flat earth, UFO, this and that. We got to look at it at synergetically. And at the same time, we got to take a step back and say, you know, this holographic technology, they have technology where, you know, the, the inside of their craft is larger in terms of like actual square footage than what you see on the outside. That's pocket dimensions. That's using pseudoscientific electromagnetic um what's the term uh oh what was it sorry guys had a bit of a brain fart but you see where i'm getting at uh, holograms excuse me physical manifestations of holograms right so again we see um recently i I did an episode just yesterday where more and more i'm starting to realize that again this is just my personal opinion but in my research i'm finding a lot of these aliens whether it's gray uh, reptilian or different uh, insectoid you name it they're all a lot of them seem to be disguised with holograms uh, on their face and things like that. Now, again, some of them are much larger than when they, you know, in real form than their human form, which is another thing with the Electric Universe theory. I'm not sure, again, how that would work. That's super advanced stuff. But I think my main point is that it's all it's all it's all it has to be put together, not because we want it to be, but because it it simply is, if, if you will. But again, yeah. I, I could be wrong.
0: I'm going to just touch real quick on something then I want to let Camden and Eric jump in. Eric, I know you don't have too much more time, Um, but uh, so you touched on something, Dave, there where you talked about the paranormal and the UFO situation where it's almost like this command that you do in in order to stop the process from happening, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: and this... that's not just my work as well that's Jacques Vallée's work yeah. oh yes yeah, absolutely right. it's yeah.
0: a it's a good thing to talk about and what it reminds me of is everything I've learned from eastern mysticism and also what you would call the new age where it's uh manifestation and uh affirmations I mean people might call it you could even look into sigil magic in a sense, in the the, the way thy will be done. Like this whole thing is, I mean, again, talking about that synergistic need for a like a holistic view of this whole problem. That's why I think it's so convoluted because I think I said it on the roundtable too. The aliens. Are the the gatekeepers of the total giving up the ghost of this whole experience we're in, in my opinion. I think whatever's really going on behind the curtain is enough to give away everything else that's going on. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, and so I I do I just wanted to throw that that in there real quick because I do feel like it's connected to uh, thoughts about people doing magic and and uh, this new age whole it's not new of course it's the most ancient shit in the world but you know what i mean it's it's all connected there too you know so yeah somebody jump in
3: um well i got like a couple things on all of that right um electric universe to me i
1: see camden's face right there see how excited you look
3: yeah (laughs) um electric universe to me is like massively uh credible um i don't know if anyone's familiar with wall thornhill maybe um yeah no his, his work is like sapphire project dude. So sapphire a,
0: thunderbolt yeah. i'm trying to yeah. get them on my show right i mean <laughs> it,
3: yeah no absolutely he's a busy dude um wow. he uh, making a star in your in your garage like i mean th- these are these are real things that are completely scientifically doable um uh, another really good way to get into electric universe is ari oslin a uh, paradigm threat previous um, guest of the show yeah he he's he's I mean he's more in depth than I've, I've anyone I've ever seen really get into this whole thing. but um he, it's 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 credible. It makes sense uh, in the electromagnetic sense of how we know now the universe works. and um I, I've more and more i'm I'm an agnostic uh, person too. like I'll read anything, not necessarily believe it. But mm-hmm. so much lines up, so much makes sense. Um, and then uh, next thing I want to say, oh, you're talking to, I uh, can't remember his name, it's slipping me right now, Um, uh, about Flat Earth. Um, yeah, something it, I would maybe try to bring up with him is um, concave earth, if, if if that's something that he could lend anything to. Because, is that um, the
0: theory where... Uh, the earth and and all planets in fact are can only be formed in the torus shape where there's always a vortex mm, okay it's yeah no, like I, that? More, yes a,
3: like a sort ball, of right, it's, right it's, like it's, literally it's, like a golf ball it's, and it's, we would yeah it yeah. would be oh, in, 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 a, in a divot and um and it gets into uh antarctica is actually um the the ice wall around the outside of our divot and uh, the arctic is the ice in the middle um the moon if you take a i think it's maybe it's infrared it might be uv light spectrum but it it seems to be the the land masses on the moon if you get into that moon isn't even real theory um is a <laughs> reflection of the land masses on the earth heard that yeah. Um, yeah and so 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 much of this concave earth uh makes a little bit credible sense to me too and it makes me think that the flat earth uh push was kind of like a a half truth because it's like yeah you're right it's not a ball at all but it's not flat but like you the people that get into flat earth can get um into it because there's there's that that science there those those weird anomalies make sense because it's definitely closer to flat than it is closer to round
4: I, I huh. do have something I'd like to add to Go that. Ahead. Yeah, Camden. absolutely. Okay. So when you talk about concave earth, right. And I, like uh, in that we all could be like the surface of the earth could be like a golf ball with all the divots. Right. So, uh, you know, we're all probably familiar with the Admiral Byrd diary, you know, that we, you know, it hasn't been vetted that it's been, uh, you know, that it's verified yeah. that it's true or not. However, yeah, yeah. he talked about the concave earth. And when he did that interview, he said that there's vast lands beyond the poles, right? Yeah, and he also talked about how he actually flew into the North Pole, and you know, and you guys know the story, and probably all the listeners probably know the story as well. But but basically, we can just run through it, right? So he's he's flying. For, you know, 1,500 miles, he flies into the, now, now he's flying into over grassy lands, tropical lands, he's seeing animals and his plane gets uh, overtaken and brought down in and he's talking to a, a higher, a higher force being, right? So, so that kind of lends into the, uh what you call in the concave uh, earth, because what he's saying is that the North Pole is concave, the South Pole is concave. Right. Right. So so now and that would make sense when you talk about concave Earth, because if we are, say, in a divot and the outside of the divot is actually the ice wall of Antarctica. Right. That would also make it plausible that these lands, these vast lands beyond the poles that Admiral Byrd speaks about could be lands in another divot. Mm -hmm. Right. Does that make sense? I mean, I mean, that kind of adds to that theory. So so when Andy has David, he's going to have he's going to have to discuss that with him. I'm sorry, David, go ahead. Sorry, my my deepest apologies, Ron. I just wanted to to ask
1: uh, to what you're just saying here as well. Do you also would you subscribe to the pocket dimension theory that not only would Earth be, you know, concave like a golf ball, but within certain parts of within certain rivets, if you will, it's much larger internally than what you Mm -hmm. find in which is which could explain why and how a lot of these creatures and beings, uh, whether they're self-aware or not, ha- have been able to preserve themselves and be live so freely uh, down there.
4: Yeah, you know that's a really interesting theory, right? And uh, so, so you know even if you take the size of the earth, like say we're on a ball earth, right? Like we've, like we've been taught our whole life. If you take that mass, that area, and you go inside of that, that's actually, more room than the surface of the earth right because you have the outer surface of the inside of the earth plus you have the whole inside of the earth now i'm not not saying that the whole earth is hollow um and i'm a big hollow earth guy like it's a great subject i love that subject i read about it uh and it's almost like and i even asked david weiss this once on uh when we had him on the show that uh if you believe in flat earth can you believe in hollow earth Uh, he went on and kind of, and and kind of described how that, that those possibly, right. So, so Andy, you've got your work kind of ahead of you with him. And I think you're going to be really surprised with what you hear come out of, come out of David Weiss, but, but like, like your theory, Dave is, is like, uh, like the movie will Farrell's movie land of the lost when they go inside this yeah. pyramid and he goes in and it's this great big huge room And he goes wow that's an efficient use of space right there yeah. right so but, so that's yeah. kind of what you're talking about right like so so we have uh, an object that's uh, you know say uh 100 square feet on the outside but it's like 500 square feet on the inside exactly yeah. it's very interesting
2: exactly
0: so Eric, what you got to add after, uh, you know, you want to jump into the deep
2: yeah. end? The, the yeah, water's it's been great. awful quiet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I've been quiet because I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. <laughs> I have no idea. I've never heard of Electric Universe. I've never heard what? of Concave Earth. I've never, I mean, Flat Earth. I've I've obviously heard of. Who hasn't heard of Flat Earth? Of but course, I, like, it I'm isn't over that here, interesting. I'm over here Googling t- Tartaria and shit. And like, <laughs> I saw, like, it, Tartaria was like a really interesting thing. If I could just touch on that for a second, because like, I Googled it. Um, when you, you tweeted something about it or tweeted at somebody and I was like, what the fuck is this? What is he talking about? <laughs> and I Googled it and like all I could find was like something about tablets and I was just like, this isn't getting me anywhere whatsoever. But then I searched for it on DuckDuckGo yeah. and like actually found relevant- That'll,
3: that'll work, yeah. <laughs> so that
2: was my very first experience with DuckDuckGo actually giving me what I was looking for. Cool. That was fun. But yeah, uh, I don't have too terribly much to add because I don't know anything about any of this stuff um it really
1: actually i think sorry uh, eric brother i think you do have a lot to add and the reason i say that is because and i really do mean this from an external perspective i think it would be great to hear from the outside looking in you know here we are uh, you know four guys that you know tend to you know we're delving into all this and all that and you don't know as much and that's totally cool but what do you see coming uh, you know as you observe us discuss this and I ask that because I think that's a good metaphor for the the relativity to the rest of, of the population of the of earth you know what I mean how sure, ready, how ready yeah. can yeah. be if you're not interested if if it's time to know about the aliens but you don't care for the tech you don't care you're just kind of like okay tell me the quick bullet points and let's get this over with you know what do you, what do you see looking in just, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's kind of why think,
0: I bring you on here, man. <laughs> give us a, a
1: the think, other perspective.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, like, I get very hung hung up on the why of things. Like, as it concerns, like, stuff like flat earth, for example. Like, why is no one telling us the truth about the earth? Like, I get very hung up on that. And like, I can't, I give, I can't come to any sort of satisfactory conclusion about why uh, we wouldn't be being told that the earth is flat. and. Um, that is, that is my hang up on a lot of these sorts of fringe topics. It's just mm-hmm. like, I don't get like big picture why anyone would care enough to have such a massive coordinated, um, effort to get people to believe one thing when the, when there's a, an alternate reality. Now, um, I think that it's real, like when it comes to extraterrestrials, it might, that is kind of like it's fun to talk about and it's interesting and you know people we fantasize about like what's it like on other planets like how advanced could we get like how could it make our lives so much easier so I think that it resonates a little bit more with folks whereas like you know Andy you you and I were talking a bit about like the uh the moon like the like f- almost like phase shifting like the line that goes over the moon I don't lunar know.
0: wave yeah
2: yeah the lunar wave like we were talking about that thing and like that was very interesting and it's like i don't know it's very it's ve- i find it very very fascinating this world that y'all live in where like there's so much information <laughs> about so much so much stuff that like for me it's always it's, it's a little bit overwhelming like i can only take a little bit at a time um but like I think that it's like one of the few places where people are still actually asking questions. Like I certainly am not one of those people that think it's like, you like dismiss these things and never, you know, like, I don't have time to think about it. Like what's, what's the point? Like for sure. No. Um, I love to be presented with evidence and like trying to pick it apart and like find faults and arguments. Like that's, that's a lot of fun for me.
1: Eric brother, if I could ask you very quickly, is there a, particular element of any any of this that genuinely frightens you and i ask that because again you know like you were just saying right now uh, no disrespect to yourself but you know us uh ron uh, andy we jump in and we just jump right into you know the documents this that and and we talk about it like you know this, blah 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 is there any part of it from the outside looking in that scares you like genuinely because there's certain things that frighten me I'm totally honest but yeah yeah
2: yeah i mean i um Candidly, no, not really. Um, but that is only because I I I place myself as like super insignificant in the grand scheme. So like any, I don't I don't feel like I personally have anything to fear. Um, that being said, um, I think that it is very, you know, the coordinated efforts that governments can can take to get people to believe uh, whatever they want, propaganda campaigns, um, CIA's financing cartels, you know, all of these sorts of things that like, at one point people were like, the CIA doesn't finance the cartel, but it's like the CIA financed the cartel, you know, like, yeah. like these sorts of, these sorts of things and how those, like, if you extrapolate on that, um, and you think of the capabilities of what, um, a coordinated machine such as, such as a government could do, um, if you start to go down that road, I think that you very fu- quickly find something that you would, that you should fear for humanity uh, at large, um, but I, I think that on a person-to-person basis, we're all so insignificant that we don't really have anything to fear until you find that piece of information and those documents and start having those conversations, which I am not having, so I don't really have to think about it. You know, we're like, if I was, if I was as educated as you all are on some of the stuff that that you've been talking about like i might be a little bit sketched out if i stumbled upon something that nobody was talking about that like really clicked for me and really made sense and it's just like and i start, had to start asking like why isn't anybody talking about this um and then i was the one that was talking about it i'd probably be a little bit scared that would be scary to me i think we
0: see that reflected in all of our heroes and all of our movies and tv shows yeah. it's always that person it's always that coming of age indiana jones discovery action hero
1: well you know you know you know what i was thinking too uh, and i've been thinking this for the past handful of days as well in the grand scheme of things assuming that these extraterrestrials regardless of which species race you name it if they've introduced themselves to humanity at you know multiple times uh at different times assuming there's been you know multiple resets uh, if you want to call them resets if you will In the grand scheme of things, this whole, you know, 70 to 80 year time frame start, let's just start with Roswell, we could argue it's been way before that but relative to you know modern history. It's not really, you know, long term in the grand scheme of it all right now, the other thing I wanted to mention very quickly as well, and I brought this up on my show a little while ago too, regarding cosmic hoax. One thing I forgot Mm. to say earlier was with Stephen Greer specifically, he had, you know how he said, um, you know, they're, they're all good intention, they're goodwill and things like that. What do we make of the scriptures and writings of many thousands of years ago of, you know, eight sky gods, as they're called coming down from above? And ruling over different quadrants of, of what, what we now know to be Egypt, right? I'm not saying we should apply that mentality to how we view aliens now or how we may view them. What I'm what I'm saying though is that clearly there's been some type of hierarchical, I guess you could say dominatrix um, event at some point, right? right? See, I would
0: jump in there and uh, just from my perspective, which is way out in psychedelica land, mm-hmm. um where like I've had experiences where this entire physical existence comes into severe questioning and the story I tell myself in my head and, and all that kind of stuff. I don't know how many voices on here uh, might agree there or, or oh, no, no, I'm right no. there with you. Right there. Cool. With
3: you. So
0: yeah. um, because of that, that's why I'm open to talking about flat earth with someone Mm -hmm. I'm willing to look at all the stuff about hollow earth and, and the idea that space isn't what it seems because shit, my, my inner world wasn't what it seemed. Right. And you know what I mean? It was a prank. I was playing on myself for Christ's sake. So as above, so below, because we haven't really, you know, busted into that area of thinking the hermetics and the ancient Mm -hmm. stuff, but Honestly it all plays into that and you know there's plenty of uh versions of those ancient gods that go uh, that follow the path like the the sorry the sumerian kings list right yeah. it's pretty intense and we we've seen it on ancient aliens and and other documentaries i have watched countless. I I am I'm surprised I don't have like a basketball jersey with Enki on it or something, you know, because I got or, or
4: succulent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey uh
0: yeah, yeah don't yeah. mean to well, into wait you. real quick real oh, quick ahead. just let me finish this one part because uh mm. I got really sucked into all that and I'm totally into it and it it, it could be the mimicry again but there's other ways of describing all those things like the Sumerian Kings list. uh, People have mapped it out on like a frequency scale and shit like that. And, and they've gone into, and when you go into that area, then you start talking about all like the crazy new science data that's actually happening It seems uh, really woo woo, but it's all involving energy and and geometry in the world and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So what do you 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 think think of that? Yeah, go ahead.
1: Super quick uh, to to let Ron uh, jump in. This is again, what you're saying, Andy, this is all the stuff that I think all of you guys will agree that the institutions we've normally respected are not confirming nor denying. So again, it's, you know- They put a lot
0: of it in plain sight as well. Right, (laughs) it's
1: sort sort of like that. That scene, uh, before uh, I hand it off to Ron, it's like that scene in the um, the Netflix series Unabomber. Uh, again, we can argue about how accurate that was. The point is this. He's looking at a whiteboard, the guy invested, trying to find Ted Kaczynski. He's looking at a whiteboard, and he, he, sa- he takes a step back, and he goes, holy shit. He goes, we've been looking, the FBI, we've been looking for the things that are there. What about if the evidence is the non evidence, the things that are not there, so he then turns it into a visual on, on the whiteboard. And I think it's a great depiction of that right okay let's write down the things we know about, and I think we could apply that here too. What are the things that are not not the things we don't know about that we could just make up but what are the holes that are not being filled. You know what I mean, what are the holes? Right. But anyway right. And,
4: right and that and that's a good way that's. Uh- A good like I'm a little a little bit of an amateur detective myself, me and my brother. We actually on the side, we work on cold cases. Uh, We've got some famous cold cases up here in New Hampshire where I'm at. Uh, Mm. But anyways, I just wanted to touch on something that Dave that you had mentioned uh, about Cosmic Hoax, uh, the movie, because that's kind of what we're talking about tonight. Uh, And this is a real simple analogy, right? So so Stephen Greer is coming and saying, okay, uh, you know, they're not a danger to us. They're uh, they're peaceful. They're this and that. We've never had any uh, problem with them or whatever. Right. Okay, uh, take a human being like myself, right? right. So uh, I'm an easygoing guy. I can sit and discuss things with you. I can have a try to have a rational discussion with an irrational person. Right. Like I work really hard to not like flip my lid sometimes when I'm having a conversation, even in conversations you get on on social media when you do a post and then somebody jumps on you and they're just, they're just flat out not agreeing with you. Okay. So if you don't agree with me, just go away, dude. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. I'm not, (laughs) I don't have time to argue with you, but, but, but if I'm provoked, you know, that you might get a different outcome. So, so, so I kind of take that as I'm an easygoing guy. Um, I don't really want to have a confrontation with you, but if you come at me, if you, if you come at me to harm me, to harm a family member or harm my spaceship, so to speak, right? You're going to get a probably a different reaction, right? So, so for Stephen Greer to come in and say that all of these uh, extraterrestrials are peaceful, you know, yeah, on the onset, he's probably right on that. But what did Stephen Hawkins warn us? Stephen Stephen Hawkins warned us, uh, don't be out there trying to find extraterrestrials. You're better off if they don't know we're here, right? So, so that goes back. That goes back to that, right? Like, like these extraterrestrials might have. Uh, a different intent for us. They might have uh, a harmful intent to us, like all these movies that we've seen with the, the massive, massive amount of predictive programming that we've seen come out of Hollywood in the last uh, 10, 15 years, or, or even 20 years. Like, take Independence Day. Like, that's a huge yeah. one, right? Right, like, like oh, so the aliens came down and just wanted to clean house and leave district nine, same thing, right? Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so, so, do I think that all extraterrestrials are easy, peace loving, want to come down and smoke dope with everybody and drink a couple of white claws? Yeah, yeah, I don't <laughs> think so. Um, uh, <laughs> right. but I think, but I, th- but I that think that awesome. I think maybe if they're treated well, then maybe we're not going to have a problem with them because their technology is far superior to our technology, right? Uh, even though we believe that some of this technology that we're seeing now and this goes back to Werner von Braun on his deathbed saying listen they're going to come at you with an alien attack don't yeah. believe it that's all our stuff
1: oh i i i 100% agree uh, i was going to say very quickly um it, it's sort of like uh, like you were saying, Ron, if they I do fundamentally agree with you in the sense that regardless of their agenda, whether it's, you know, people say, uh, how come if they you know, if they wanted to invade, they would have done it by now. We could discuss, you know, because what we do affects them. Ultimately, it's not that simple, different timelines that they're because of the way they perceive time is differently and things like that. But ultimately, I fundamentally agree with you, Ron, in the sense that, yes, exactly. There's the in terms of to address the first part, like with social media and all that, I'm all for uh, trying to open one's perspective, but if you're going to be a bad faith actor or if you're going to do something out of bad faith, it's, it's just a total waste of time. Right. Right. Um, With that being said too, though, at the same time, I also think I agree with you, Ron, in the sense that when you look at the big picture of it all, I think that, it's very similar to like, you know, when you're, you're eating dinner, if you have a, a cat or a dog and they jump up on the table and you, and if they're, if you just got them, if they're a new pet, you kind of say, you pick them up, you go, no. And you try to tell them like, you know, get off the table and you do it a few times over before you get more strict with them. Cause they're new at it. Right. I feel like that's what the aliens have done with us as humans. Um, more specifically with things like project A119, when the U S army tried to send nukes to the moon and it didn't even make it to the moon, a UFO, literally shot a bunch of beams we have footage of this shot a bunch of beams at it uh not this particular instance but it's been you know nuclear testing sites yeah and and the missile just drops into the ocean or whatever right or uh, into space or what have you um so i think that that's what they're doing with us i honestly i i i gotta give it to them the assuming there's good ones uh, i'd like to think there are they've had a i can say they've had they've been way more patient than i would have been
4: Okay, well, I, well, I think you know, in everything, there's a correlation between the use of uh, nuclear weapons uh, from yep. the United States and now, you know, since then, massive amounts of UFO activity, right? So, mm-hmm. so I mean, it's been established that the uh, extraterrestrials don't like the use of nuclear weapons; they don't like us using nuclear weapons. And yep. Roswell, uh, Roswell was uh, what in '47? If yeah, I'm not 47. mistaken. Okay, yeah. uh, what year did we detonate the atom bombs over Japan? 40, right. 45.
1: Yeah, oh my god yeah 1945 well, I mean,
4: so so right after that so so now they're saying oh my god they've opened up pandora's box they have the, they have nuclear weapons well, so know, even you though know. you know they were hydrogen bombs but it's still the same aspect it's still the same yeah. theory as a, as a nuclear weapon right so now oh boy okay we got to go shut this down like right now we got to go down here because where are these ufos showing up where's roswell yeah. Roswell is, is, right, is, is near uh, uh, Los Alamos, right? Yeah. And that's, where they built, that's where they built the atomic bombs, right? So, so uh, we've got lots of accounts where they've flown over and shut down missile systems. They've shut down missile silos. They've shut down all kinds of stuff. Uh, like what you said, Dave, how they shot that nuclear missile right out of the sky. And I've actually seen more than one video of, yeah. of similar events, right? So, so we've established, like you say, we're going to put this up on a whiteboard. What do we know? Yeah, Like we know that their flying capability far superior to ours. Yeah. We know that they don't like nuclear weapons and they don't like the use of nuclear weapons. And that's why now there's a lot of theories where people say, listen, you never have to worry about having a nuclear war or assured mutual destruction on this earth because the extraterrestrials are not going to allow that to happen. If, if uh, I could just jump in
0: real quick, I, I, I can't help but wonder if we would run a double blind test and, or maybe not double-blind, I don't know what the term is, maybe just single-blind. And <laughs> literally like <laughs>
4: lobbing missiles at each other. And no, have, have
0: everybody in our <clears throat> one of our nuclear facilities, completely unaware of the op that was about to be run on them by tech that we have either re-engineered or, or did, found ourselves, whatever as a ufo coming to deactivate the nuclear facility like what it, we, we would totally do that to our I own think, soldiers, I, I think, you know what i mean
1: i think because of the compartmentalization i think currently that's the case i mean yeah maybe Very quickly uh, to reference Cosmic Hoax and what Ron was saying, um, if we take a look at in that documentary, uh, A Witness, uh, when he was nine years old, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah,
3: literally a month after our first test, right? Right. A month
1: after the first test, uh, this guy was nine years old, if you guys remember this part of the documentary, and he said that he was with his friend, a UFO crashed because they were so young, they ran to it because they were going to try to help these aliens very uh, they were gray very tall uh very long arms thin legs things like that and they were communicating with the, the two kids telepathically and the feelings and the messages they got were were anxious were very far from home we came here to investigate because of what you're doing with the nukes now again to, to what you were saying ron i think it's very similar uh to how we can relate it to st- for, let's just say star trek for example you know how the beginning of each star trek let's just use um star trek the next generation it would start with Patrick Patrick Stewart's character saying, you know, star date, da-da-da-da-da. We're going to investigate this because this has come up on our radar. I think it's the same exact thing. Um, with that being said, though, I do think that when we split the atom and we we launch a nuke at any time, at any place, I truly do believe, part of my English, it fucks with other dimensions way more than this one. Yeah.
3: Hey but, Cam, do you want to jump in here? I yeah, yeah, no, got I gotta I got no, a couple things. I wasn't gonna interrupt. Um, no problem. The so straight away on nukes i do think they um they shake everything uh way more than just our ground right um they they've they've got to have a uh cosmic time if you if you split an atom you know matter is neither created nor destroyed does that if you split this atom over here somewhere else in the galaxy it's paired atom like symbiotically whatever does that do some in like expanding growth you know what i mean like d- do things change because we're splitting atoms here somewhere else um and, and it's very mm-hmm. possible uh, that for them to show up immediately upon these uh, nuclear tests even it's it, they they've it, and they were uh, in that in the dock they were they were screaming they were they were they were in pain because not because they even had crashed so to speak but because maybe they crashed because of the the uh Nearness to the to the atom bomb test, right? It it it's aftershock, it's after wave. Even not just uh, chemically and stuff, but like energetically. Um, it really interesting to think about. Um, so yeah. it kind of
4: messed with their aircraft, right? Be, is what you think? Right, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So because we don't know if uh, if radiation or splitting the atom, I mean, we don't know if that even messes with uh, the parallel universe thing. We don't know if that causes things like like the whole theory of what CERN did. Right. The yeah. whole theory, that the CERN, uh, they discovered the uh, the God particle and uh, the world ended in 2012. And ever since then, we're in a different we've been shifted to a different parallel universe. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, is that yeah, why yeah. it's
0: just nostalgia after nostalgia now? Right. It's just- yeah, oh, yeah. No, well, one you can know what it is? Anything. Then.
4: Look at look at the increase in the uh, the Mandela effect. I mean, I see it myself. I'm 57 years old and I'm looking at stuff now that I know for a fact was not like that. 25 or 30 years right wow. so that sounds like and Tartaria, so, doesn't it <laughs> well what i'm saying is when cern lit that collider up and that and it collided <clears throat> it could have the same effect could nuke weapons have the same effect like in the atmosphere and was screwing up these ufos and that's why these ufos are crashing their nuclear sites i mean i know it's a far out theory but, no, but i mean I'm it's, it's it, like yeah. it's like it's legit right yeah. I mean, the use of nuclear weapons like screws them up. And maybe this is why they don't want us using them. Right. Uh, it, it, and not only that, but because they know that it's extremely dangerous. And, and if we use nuclear weapons, uh, you know, that could wipe out humanity because we have, you know, you talk about ancient history. We have all these sites in the Middle East that are still giving off radiation.
1: Yeah. Like we have
4: <laughs> these, we have these old stories. Uh, yep. Was it the Baga, uh, Baga Vegeta yeah, story yeah. where they talked about how yeah, there was yeah. a nuclear war. Uh, and, and, Gita, yeah yeah so in their, the oh, Vedic they're and they're picking up like radiation uh and they got accounts in these uh, uh ancient on these ancient uh, scrolls or tablets or whatever that yeah there was some massive like massive war and uh and now, you know, they're picking up all this radiation, like, so, you know, radiation, like, like lasts for like literally thousands of years. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, maybe, you know, you go back to history, like the extraterrestrials, like, I believe they've been coming here for tens of thousands of years and, and they've probably already witnessed this. And they're like, okay, so we saw what happened last time you guys did this. Like, like yeah. we're not, we're not going to, we're not
3: into it again.
4: Yeah. No. We're not into that happening. So, you know, we're not going to let you do that. Cause we, unlike most people that are alive today, like, we, like they learn from history, right? Like, yeah. People yeah. today don't, you know, people, you know, in younger generations, no offense to you guys, but yeah, I know you guys are, you know, the exception to the rule, like kids don't know history. Like they don't know like Jack. Shit about yeah, and I so, would contend
0: so, that we never have. I would say that our grandpa- my grandparents and my parents got hit the hardest, in my opinion, with the propaganda because this generation is Needs to be the strong ones <laughs> against whatever and, the hell's coming. Because history history is
4: being rewritten now, right? Because we're right, finding so they out needed the parents history, to
0: reinforce that big yeah, time. All the
4: history that we learned growing up, a lot of it probably, you know, twenty five percent of it is probably accurate. Uh, the other seventy five percent is right. probably total horseshit. And right. how
1: how ironic too, right? That we're living in an age of all these resources and. Again, it just unfortunately, this, I guess, goes more towards the focus of like, you know, propaganda, intelligence, and maybe even the curation of frequencies and music and radio and stuff. But look how ironic it is that we now have, I don't want to say all the availability, but certainly much more than, you know, even I would say even 10 years ago, uh, 15 years ago, and look, everyone would rather be on you know, TikTok, if you will, then, then, you know, like, like you're saying, Ron, read through the, these trove of documents that arguably is some of the biggest stuff, at least in our lifetime. Right. Yeah. And, People would yeah, but
4: people don't people don't have time for that Dave uh, <laughs> they got to see what's going on with the bachelor they gotta yeah, see yeah. what's going on <laughs> on uh, you know whatever freaking show that they're watching right they don't take the time to do that yeah. and uh, and that's sad so 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 what you're getting at Dave is that we have all this information now literally at our fingertips right and people are getting dumber yep which I'm not
1: saying because there's all this new info out there that it's all true I, I think one of the hardest I, I think Back in the day, it was more, and you you'd probably know better than myself, Ron. It was hard to find the info. Now it's easy to find the info. It's just a matter of brushing through what's nonsense mm-hmm. and and what you know what's legitimate, right. have you? But people are not even putting the effort in. I mean, look, quick case in point: the uh, what I think it was seven or eight days ago, maybe a little more than that. The Australian Ar- uh, National Archives were recently declassified, fifty-eight pages, I believe, pertaining to UFOs. Oh
3: no, it was like fifteen hundred. Oh,
1: fifteen hundred. Excuse me. Mm, then, yeah oh wow okay and we see all these documents and they're basically saying these are not speculation intelligence cables these are australian intelligence which again if, if only uh, if australia could only work so closely with the u.s oh wait a minute i they, wish yeah. yeah yeah exactly right saying that since roswell the cia has been interested in ufos more than nukes more than anything so you know
4: oh yeah so so the thing is now okay so at my age if you can imagine like i've been in this game a long time like i was interested in ufo and cryptozoology, like literally when i was 10 11 12 years old uh and and that's a big thanks to the original in search of television show right that come on once a week yeah so uh so i had to actually like go to libraries that's that's I, what I'm go doing. to libraries, look stuff up, and this stuff was not readily available. And I can remember like the Scholastic Book Fair, like when I was a kid looking through that. And I'm my mom's like, "Oh, what do you want to get for books?" And I'm like, "I don't see anything here. I'm interested." <laughs> uh, so so, and it was like mostly mail order then. Like I remember mail ordering uh, Zachariah Sitchin's uh, series of books, like like way back when. Uh, and uh, and it was a big deal for me to go to the bookstore. You know, and then I would in my you know, and it was like, uh, oh yeah, that's kind of a weird book. That's kind of out there for somebody your age, right? So, so when the internet came to be, and then when Google came back, when Google was actually good and it wasn't censoring everything, uh, and, and and to add to uh, actually what Eric said, and he's a hundred percent correct, right? You can, and I showed this to somebody up actually up in the studio last week. I brought up Google and I brought up DuckDuckGo, which I use DuckDuckGo more than anything. And not that they're 100% accurate either, but but I put them up, we searched the same exact keywords, totally different results, Mm. right? So now Google is, uh, yeah, yeah, Google is- Real quick,
0: uh, Eric, I know you had to get going around this time. Do you want to, so um, yeah, I just wanted to say thanks for joining us up until this point. I'm sure your brain is exploding at this point.
2: (laughs) A little bit. I've absorbed a lot. I want to, I do want to thank you guys though, for, for bearing with me uh, as, as we, in explaining so, so, so much to me Um, (laughs) in closing. um, I just want to say that I don't, I don't think it's a good idea to trust anybody who speaks in absolutes. So uh, bear that in mind. And also um, when the most powerful people (laughs) are, are threatened with the exposure of something more powerful than them, that comes from another cosmic realm um i think it's important to consider exactly what it is they're going to do with that that's that's beautiful but i think that's what we're headed for so yeah
0: that was well said well yeah. said i just kind of want to take a step back uh so eric thank you for joining us yeah, thank you, you drop out you drop out whenever you whenever you need to
4: i'm going to take, take off you right now thanks so much, all right man. see you later all right man. take care eric um yeah.
0: so uh So let's kind of, uh, take us, take a, take a breather for a second here. And, uh, we, we have a lot of different perspectives so far on, on this whole topic, you know, and Greer especially. And, uh, I, I haven't heard enough from Camden yet though. I want to hear, I I definitely, definitely want to hear more from, from, uh, from his perspective and, and see see where we can take this and as depending on what time you guys have to go it's fine oh, by I, me but i just
1: wanted to jump in very quickly and unfortunately in the next like three four minutes i'm probably gonna have to jet however okay i do want to say that i'd be more than glad to come on anytime and it was a pleasure uh, meeting you uh, ron sir
0: you are always welcome on here dave
1: Hell and, yeah, man! And I, I do thank want to you always that, for coming. Well, thank you so much for having me, brother. I do want to say though that everything that I probably will end up saying, Camden will say for me. We literally think, <laughs> we, we think that that well. So, yeah, it was
4: good to finally meet you, uh, Dave and Camden. And I will be reaching out to you uh, so we can get together and uh, you can uh, maybe join us on the Wicked Planet I, some night and do I, a great I, episode. That would actually,
1: be uh, sir. I was gonna ask Andrew for your email. I'd love to have you on our show as well.
4: Yeah, that's yeah, great. we're gonna get together. I've been following but a bit. He'll lie up. on you for a while now. <laughs>
1: oh wow! Thank. I didn't yeah. even know that. That's that's incredible. And also, <laughs> Andrew, brother, we you've had me on so much, man. I gotta get you on like this week, dude. <laughs> sure, sure, Hell, whatever, <laughs> Whenever,
0: whatever, man. Yeah, <laughs> Let me good. know, yeah, dude. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. I to talk
0: to you both in depth about crazy shit. whenever.
1: One hundred percent, Camden. Please, brother, do your thing. I'm. I'll, I'm probably gonna have to jet, guys.
0: All right, cool, man. Dave,
1: take care, Dave. See.
0: Thank you so much. Find him at Generation Z Podcast.
1: Thank you, brother.
0: Thank you, Camden. You're sticking around. That's cool. Oh man. yeah,
3: no, totally. Um, Jump on in. Well, yeah, no. Uh, take a breather. Take a step back, kind of thing. You were saying um, we got into Unabomber analogy kind of things earlier, right? Um, one of my favorite, uh, yeah, favorite sayings, I guess you would call it. Uh, there really are only three things. There's known knowns. There's known unknowns, and there's unknown unknowns. So like, I I know that I know that I know that I don't know that, but I don't know what I don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so we know that we know things about this all whole encompassing, you know, you have like, we've seen the videos, we've seen the, the government release docs. We know things we don't know about like a flat earth or concave earth, uh, hollow earth. We, but we don't know what we don't know. We have no idea how how much else it could be. Um, and and so that's 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 something you were asking Eric, you know, things that scare him earlier. It it doesn't scare me per se, but it just just is like makes me wide-eyed, like well, I have no idea what it anything could be, actually. Um, ooh, okay, uh flat Earth. Uh you were you were talking earlier about um. Like they kind of put these things in our face and in certain, but flat Earth. Uh, one of the biggest like in our face things, the UN's logo. You ever looked at the UN's logo? It literally it it exactly models concave Earth.
4: Yeah, great Um, example, Camden. Yeah,
3: and and uh, I noticed it. I maybe only like a month ago or so, and I was like, so what made the like? Who picked that logo? What? And I went to literally archives, the very first meeting of the UN. And it's transcripts. That is the second thing that they decided. Uh, what their logo was. Well, what was the first thing you ask? No transcript says. So what was the first thing that the first UN meeting in New York talked about after World War II? No, nobody knows. But we know the second thing they did was pick that logo.
4: Wow, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's so crazy. yeah, That's- in, in in Flat Earth, Go it was ahead. bring up that logo like constantly like that's their go-to is that is the un logo right i think
3: it even past flat earth more so models concave earth like we were talking earlier um yeah i'm still trying to
0: understand that a little bit more so concave is literally the golf ball so it would be uh, like we're we're in a pond so kind of like the flat earth idea but there's like shit loads of flat earths yes yes and (laughs) so um you could uh, a good way a
3: good way to uh think about it um you go all the way back to like biblical times before people were traveling all over the place you your your world is that small right um flat earth a fine theory um we had you we were talking about those ancient gods come down aliens come down whatever um in the bible you know uh just explicitly it says uh the, the israelites were going through the desert they had a giant plume of smoke by day and a giant fireball by night that sounds a lot like ufos to me right sure. yeah so um they were there uh and so their teachings they're like flat earth easy enough thing for them to believe until you had you know christopher columbus uh go sailing it really was kind of the model so now in in the propaganda machine because you have to stipulate it really could have gone back that far um oh shit they know it's not flat because they went around so now we'll say it's a sphere because even if it's concave you still can go like around like just around the bowl Mm -hmm. um so so they 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 had to switch up their model um and so that's kind of where i think that propaganda kept going right yeah
0: i like that because we uh sorry real quick uh it does seem like um In other things, I always find that we're the trend that they are always following. Mm -hmm. Like, if you talk about the influence that that the elite or whatever you want to call the hidden hand is probably a good name for it has over like the media and celebrities and movies and, and things like that. That are constantly coming into our heads um they have such a control over that side of things you know so you know that could play a big role in it too you know what i mean
4: right yeah so my thought on that when you talk about christopher columbus when he sailed to uh, what is now dominican republic right Mm Hispaniola they called it uh which is uh the dominican republic and haiti actually is both on the same island right? right separated by a mountain range uh what about magellan magellan was rumored to be the first person to circumnavigate the globe right right Mm -hmm. uh so so i really like to see the actual path that he took uh and compare that path put that on a flat earth model and take a look at it because a lot of these old uh sailors are saying you know that they have traveled you know x amount of miles and when you look at the map you're like well that's crazy would they do it twice yeah, you know right. what I mean? Like they're saying they traveled more miles. 60,000 miles. Yeah, versus the, what it actually should be, which is a was, question, uh, right? I mean, that, that helps you to question uh, whether, you know, it's just like the theory okay, from flying from Australia to Chile, uh, why wouldn't you just fly directly there? And why do they fly to North America and then down to Chile? Right. You know what I mean? These are all questions. These are like legit questions. And these are all questions for you, Andy, when you get Dave on the show. I not totally. That's yeah, didn't so know. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we I would do die. i
0: yeah, oh, there was ahead. um well no you go ahead. I'll I just spitballing about flat earth anyway.
4: Go ahead, yeah, no, go <laughs> ahead Andy. I, I want to hear what you got.
0: Well, so the the, the circumnavigation thing, from what I've heard, um the only circumnavigation that we really have confirmed people doing is horizontally and uh never vertically like this right so and the thing is is that's that's kind of like the symbolism used to describe the problem with the globe on the flat earther side mm-hmm. that the, that um when they do flatten the map out and do it the way i guess david weiss's app is um yeah it's it's basically a kind of that's what happens like north is fine but south is all is all sorts of screwed up
2: yeah. Uh, that's well, that's
0: well, where the flight the flight patterns are. It's all the southern ones that are the questionable ones, or something.
4: Right. So the North Pole and the South Pole those are no fly zones. Okay. Yeah, why are those yeah. no fly yeah, zones? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why are those no fly zones? Oh, right? I, and and I totally agree that there's
0: something very yeah. weird. Okay. About so when Admiral go, Bird
4: talks about uh, the land masses beyond the poles, right? Like, I am totally like sucked into that. So can I ask a thinking, question to yeah, you
0: real quick? Yeah. So uh, let me ask your take, because I'm fascinated by that, too. I mean, The Thing is like my favorite horror movie. Antarctica is like my favorite place that I'll never go. Uh, yet it, it could all fall apart, right? It could just be something else. But uh, when I heard it come out of Admiral Byrd's mouth, uh, he, he was talking about, I thought, I thought he was talking about them not fathoming just how much land antarctica was and so when he said there's this there's he literally said that there's enough land or there's like there's more land than north america um beyond i think he said like the i i can't remember exactly the quote but to me it sounded like he was referring to holy shit guys this isn't just some little like ice patch this is a whole continent but I don't know. Maybe I could be way off on that. It, well, really-
4: no, no. But but this is how I took it. When he says there's vast lands beyond the poles, you know. No, I'm thinking, okay, so that's not really possible in the North Pole, uh, unless unless you uh, believe in, in his story where he flew into the North Pole, which would have been flying into the Hollow Earth, right? But I think it's more believable when he talks about, uh, say, lands below, uh, vast lands beyond the poles, the South Pole. Right. So, so if we take, just say, for instance, like we'll take the flat earth like uh, version of this. Right. So if Antarctica is an ice wall uh, that has certain openings that go out. Admiral Byrd said that there's there's continents beyond the poles bigger than North America. Now, have you guys seen the maps that are out there that show what we perceive as our world? And then you have the ice wall that has some openings in it. And then you have all these other land masses, Lemuria is one of the islands. It's named Lemuria. Uh, and I wish, you know, I, I should have thought of it, but I was running late. I wanted to pull that map up so we could talk about that. But then you hear the stories of the, the ancient Scandinavian sailor. Was that Johansson or, uh, Olofsson or something like that that says that him and his son were sailing and, and they found this opening in this big ice wall and they went through it and, and they came upon, uh, like grassy areas that weren't, that weren't frozen. Right. I mean, you know, and they started out in the North pole or, or where I, in this story, I it was North
0: South pole. Pole, but I could be wrong.
4: Uh, yeah. Well, we'd have to check that out. But I mean, when they got back and they told the story, like they put the guy in a nut house yeah right because they just didn't i'm not familiar with that one i guess oh yeah I think that's I'm, a good I think one i think i've heard
0: some of that and i'm miscorrelating it with admiral bird's story because doesn't yeah, there was actually admiral... a
4: book a book written about it uh, oh, about okay. the, and i think it's olofsson uh, if i'm not uh, i heard that name i've that definitely
0: up? heard that name
4: yeah so so really interesting story so so is that you know outside of you know our perception of what our world is say it's a flat earth and you get out past Antarctica and it's just massive and it just goes on forever and ever because there's multiple ice walls on those maps you got the ice wall that's what we would perceive as Antarctica then you have continents there and then there's another ice wall and so on and so forth it just goes on well I won't say forever but you know it's just it's like 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 they say Uh, that were on an infinite plane, right? Like infinite to me, when I learned in math class, like infinite's forever. Right. So, so I mean, I mean, that's kind of hard to wrap your head around, but like, I am obsessed with these lands beyond the poles. Uh, and and, you know, obviously there's not a lot, I mean, you can research this and there's just really not a lot out there about it uh when you start then you start going deeper back in these really old maps that you're seeing that show Antarctica like with animals and tropical trees yeah. and lakes yeah, and, ponds and rivers maps. and stuff like that uh and I mean uh who who made those maps right I mean somebody didn't pull that out of their ass I mean or somebody made they? these maps you know and, I mean, and it's just it's such an interesting subject to me uh which which is why I kind of you know and I know we're kind of getting off topic because we were talking about David Greer and the cosmic hoax, but I mean, but, but it's all tied in. Like we started to touch on that earlier when Dave was talking, everything has a connection, like in some weird, funky way, all of this stuff is connected. And if you were able to put like this massive Venn diagram together, and then all of a sudden, let's see what ends up in the middle. And what's the middle going to say? It's all a lie. (laughs) <laughs> because everything that we've been taught, you know, that we're learning now is, you know, is, is is, uh, you know, not exactly 100 percent accurate. Right. But but that whole uh, land beyond the polls, when I heard when I heard Admiral Byrd say that, when that came out of his mouth. And I can't believe that they didn't scrub that interview. Like, yeah. like I can't believe that wasn't scrubbed. Like the government just got rid of that. But, you know, he kind of was forced into retirement after that, which I found to be kind of interesting so my my perspective just to throw this in here and
0: then camden reflect on these what we're saying um i worry about every piece of information that we conspiracy theorists can easily get our hands on maybe our friends and family are like what are you talking about we're like oh you're not digging you know whatever we dig for it we find it we shouldn't be able to find any of that shit.
4: You know, like, what my what my like, theory is, Andy, is so oh, is this where the extraterrestrials come from? Yeah, that's what yeah, is this Some where these craft I are coming from? Into. Are they coming from the land beyond the poles and they're not oh, coming perhaps. from space? Like it if you maybe. take the flat earth and we're and we're living inside of a firmament, right? I mean, just going by what their what their thoughts are and what their theories are, uh, so that would make sense. So, how can an extraterrestrial come here from another universe and fly right. through the firmament, right? So, but the extraterrestrials could come from other civilizations that are on the infinite plane on the plane yeah
3: no uh uh i'm about to send a photo in chat Um, sure okay i just found i was starting to look it up too but i've not seen this photo before and that is not even golf ball concave that's like uh uh like concave and then rise to the north pole again and so it would even begin to make sense how you could say easily north poles, all that geography is correct. Uh, when when people are flying around it, but that South Pole nautical miles and everything makes no sense. Um, Gambon, that I, where, uh, I'm sorry, I don't
4: mean to interrupt you. Where yeah. do I access that map? Oh, uh,
3: chat at the bottom. Oh, Okay, sorry. And then yeah. I open that file. Like, that's one of the most interesting Earth maps I've seen. It just wants me to save Oh, is it? You can save it. Okay, wait, I'll just send a link to the web page. You can open the web page. You don't have
4: permission to save.
3: That's weird. I'll just go send a link to the web page. Cool. But yeah, um, I have a, I don't know,
0: maybe I'm coming from too paranoid a perspective, but I, I tend to see a lot of the the I just see the plots playing out over and over again like I get into the astro theology angle of stuff too where and where like all the uh <laughs> it's like all the the process of uh astrology the the constellations and the zodiac is just kind of uh I don't even know where I was going with this. I'm brain farting as no, well. I get I, late well, now, okay. because, but you know what I'm well, saying. No, like, it, I, it's astrology. symbolism rather than physical events, possibly. Yeah, uh,
3: astrology to me, even you started to talk on that. um s- s- The stars and everything have just not made sense to me for a long time. This whole like the 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 astrology that people get into and they say, you know, uh, you're you're a Libra. This means this you're you're a cancer this means this uh those those stars can't be correlated to anything about me they're they're, the i don't know i don't get how people buy into it to me astrology is more of like an excuse cop-out like oh sorry i'm so petty i'm just a sagittarius or what you know that's how (laughs) i always that's how i always taken those so i don't really you know, oh, that would
4: be me too, Camden. I'm a Sagittarius.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the horoscope aspect, sure. I mean, yeah. we can leave it or or love it, you know, because then you run into the idea of manifestation, which is, I mean, to me, it can be looked at as like a hokey dokey sort of New Age thing, or it can be looked at as the messages that every religion has been saying for thousands of years, we just don't, we just don't get it because none of us understand the symbolism that Jesus was saying and the right. Buddha was saying and Krishna and all of them were saying this, that it's within you. It's within you. It's within you. Stop following me. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But comfy even, yeah. and, and the thing is, is what do they always, what is Religion's a beautiful thing now to me where it's like, it's it's such a nice warning to keep away from these authoritarian psychopaths because that's literally what Satan seems to be. It's the the, the it's the aggressor. It's the, yeah, you know, it's 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 a system, and the system will corrupt you. And I was talking to Clint Richardson a couple of months back mm. about a, a lot of deep crazy shit about the laws and how. All of it's written against us, and he he claims that the Bible is kind of our only saving grace. And where, I mean, that sounds too much. It sounds too religious to say that. You know what I mean? But, what but I, have really, a, I have
3: an interesting perspective on it. So keep going. Yeah,
0: yeah. What he what he means by that is that th- what the Bible is is kind of like telling it how it really is, if you know what to look for. And when he says that, you know, like you will always be persecuted, like the, you know, that theme. I'm finding that now, if you want to stay in society, if you want to live in this, and if you want to try to go against it, you're going to be persecuted. You know what I mean? Right. So it's this system that we're working against and Lord knows they've been possibly manipulating symbols for thousands and thousands of years because just right. look at the pentagram that's thought of as pure evil even pe- I, I'm, I sound like a broken record for anyone you know who listens to the, the podcast regularly but you know it's it's a divide and conquer thing too. It's just so many layers to it you know I, I love the extraterrestrial idea but I look at Greer and I look at Elizondo and I look at the two factions and I go right. okay so this is what they've done they have slowly, taken my ufo community away from me i mean not really but in a sense that's what I they've mean, been they're working they're splitting to do, it into political they spl- parties they're yes left and right us, now yeah.
3: it's like come beautifully yeah, it's said, said yes and they're
4: splitting it into multiple parties too because you have yes like the move on people are fighting with these people yeah. that are fighting with that people and i mean okay are we supposed to be working together on this yeah, it's always right. been infighting yeah, yeah. in the ufo community but it's it's now it's
0: like we have these two figurehead uh, ideologies coming into clear focus. And like I said earlier, I, I just don't, I'm not saying this takes away from the experience. And I typically go by direct experience and I can relate to a lot of crazy stories. Cause I've had a lot of crazy direct experiences, but like, without that, it's, it's hard to to verify, but like it's, this seems like a setup and I don't think that means anything Uh, bad for real experiences but what we're getting from them from all of it we don't have to go so far to say that everything's fake we don't have to do that but it's a playful idea and it works quite often it works in your own head let me tell you it
3: it takes some stress off i'll say the least um you you got into a bit of the like mind head games like anything real when i've gotten like that before i think you could see yeah no that that dog over there, I yeah. Like, Kodak is real. His name is Kodak. I, have to, I like <laughs> those are the things that ground me when I get into right. those modes. Like the little
0: spinning top in that yeah, uh, Leonardo right. DiCaprio movie. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, and whoever's
4: cat was meowing in the background, right? Um, it, where was
3: I going? Uh, no, I had I had a good one. I had a good one. It was before we split political party thing. Oh, um, we were talking about you said you had a per- something
4: and- a different perspective on something. Oh, oh yes how- oh religion religion
3: That's yes it. yes so yes. to me the bible religion blah 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 um i'm pretty certain like germic sure 99.9 percent sure y'all here don't necessarily need like a written out rule to like know good from wrong morally correct from right. like treating people correct. badly right but better or worse a lot of people in the world if we want uh people to be overall good they kind of need something explicit so good and good and bad is implicit inside of us but but a lot of people need something explicitly written out so the bible religions all those are explicit definitions to to help people that really can't figure it out um so to me, that's what religion's always been. It's now gotten this weird, perverted, sick, twisted sense. But like originally speaking, uh, the mm-hmm. way it started, it's it's giving people um, something to shoot for. Now, and, do we think that came from aliens? <laughs> well, right? Did they realize, looking at all these humans, like yo, know, if we just let them do it, they're good. Like they'll make nukes again. They'll, you, you know, you get what I mean. Like so, like did did they set this up? Um, Mm. that's a good question. I, I've, I, you know,
4: unknown, unknown,
3: (laughs) of course, unknown, unknown.
4: So I have some theories on the Bible too. Like I've always said, like, I'd like to read the real Bible. Yeah. I'd like to read a bunch of tattered scrolls. I'd like to read the Mary non, Magdalene's book the uh, book version. Yeah. 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 So, yes. so the Bible, the Bible does help people that need it. Right. Like I'm not against religion. Like I study religion. I'm not a super religious person. Yeah. I consider myself a moral, good person. Uh, and, and I am right. spir- like a spiritual person. Right. And I'm not saying that as a cop out because I know that everybody says that, but I wasn't raised to go to church every Sunday. I mean, my parents tried it for a couple of months and they could see that it wasn't working out. So, but it doesn't mean that I'm morally a bad person because of that, right? right? Like, you yeah. don't need to go to church to be a good person, right? No. Uh, but, but I would really like, like, like I'm really interested in, in reading the books of Enoch now. That's kind of a, a new thing for me. Excuse me, and, I, and I've read the Bible. I, I've right. read the Bible like different versions of the Bible. Yeah, no, the I know. King, like King James right. version. I've read the NIV version, I've read the American Standard version, you know, uh, you know, not cover to cover, but you know what I mean, like hitting different excerpts of or whatever. But then when I discovered this book of Enoch, and like you say, uh, the Mary Magdalene, and things like that, where she was totally vilified in the Bible, which and I don't think she was a villain at all. I think she was
3: a life.
4: If you ask me. uh, It's a symbol for
0: the vilification of the sacred feminine, in my opinion. Right. Right.
4: Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. If uh, if you ask me, you know, Jesus could have had all these disciples, Judas's best friend, blah, blah, blah. But I guarantee you the person he was saying the most shit to was
4: pillow talk.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. always is the case. Absolutely.
4: Yeah. And the other thing that's interesting (laughs) about the Bible, that it teaches us that it's okay to do bad if if you're working towards a good outcome. Yeah. Yeah. That's a weird one. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a little bit little paradoxical. Right.
3: And but. and I mean we see that even today. That's part of what I build on like uh, today the the explicit version of that is things like the Avengers movies. Uh, they they're they're good guys fighting this uh, ultra terrestrial bad guy thing and sometimes they do bad to do good like in the most recent ones they change timelines so that mm-hmm. they could in, have the correct outcome in the end. Like they can have their friends back. Right. So, they can have the so, emotional uh, mm-hmm. need filled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the lower. It's all, the
0: lower energies right. fulfilled. It's, it's, it's all.
3: It's all religion, really.
0: It really is. So that's, that's how I see it. And I see the UFO situation is very, very spiritual I'm in worried, nature.
3: I'm worried. I'm worried that will turn into a religion. Actually. Well, um,
0: sure. I guess I'm saying I find it to be, like. I really do feel like the UFO situation is at the very heart of all of our mysteries. Mm. Um, you know, people can focus on the ancient bloodlines that rule rule the world and, and not even believe in, in, in aliens, you know, sometimes, right. but I do personally, I think this is at the core of it because it's, it's the other, it's the ancient, yeah. other. it's the yeah. only other there is because other than this, concept that we have it's all been us it's all been the plants Mm -hmm. that we know the animals we know the Mm -hmm. earth that we know the water that we know it's all been us and this concept of other 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 is so ancient and that's that's kind of what really worries me about these factions and what they're really hiding because how far away from the truth can you argue with one another to make the child think something completely different than what's going on right
4: yeah Right. You know, I'm kind of a firm believer that a lot of these things that they talk about in the Bible, uh, uh, like what Camden said, you know, when the, when the Hebrews were going in the desert uh, for 40 years, to, you know what I mean? Like they were led by something, right? So, so I have this theory, uh, and obviously I'm not the only one that has this, that a lot of these uh, things that, that happened in the Bible that made these massive stories were all based on uh, extraterrestrial extra contact right chariots in the sky okay, if you read a the UFO. biblical
3: description of a an angel
4: what the yeah. hell is that yeah an angel is an extraterrestrial right uh and and i know this is I, you know i don't want to sound blasphemous but i have a theory <laughs> that jesus was a hybrid human that he wasn't 100 percent human and who knows maybe he wasn't even human at all yeah so he was able to do things uh in that and that's why mary magdalene's uh, sacred Holy Grail, which is the offspring of Jesus and Mary Magdalene, is is uh, was hidden uh, by the Knights Templar. You know, kind of a story that maybe we could get into sometime that like like this, like, like there's a bloodline out there that is a Jesus potentially hybrid bloodline. That probably has the types of powers that jesus had i know as that sounds kind of out there and, uh, it and people oh. yeah people listen people listening to that are religious i guess oh my god what's he got That's he gone crazy <laughs> <laughs> but, but i mean that's just that's just a theory that i have right so i no, think right. a lot of the things in the bible are based on extraterrestrial contact yeah
0: there you go no <laughs> I, I i agree i think we um i think we've yet in 70 80 or a thousand whatever years We've yet to come up with a good understanding of what ET means. I really do still feel mm. that way. Now, granted, some of the research that goes into the Generation Z podcast and the stuff that comes out of there, you guys are doing some crazy work. I don't even you should be in a bunker somewhere afraid of assassination or Ooh, something. That's,
3: that's <laughs> And I don't mean that to be rude. No, no. I because it's I'll tell you, it's starting to happen um i i just recorded an episode uh the he did he's do, he, we've been doing this let's get banned right i <laughs> i just recorded the one me yeah. doing one um okay. and Sweet. um get under the cyber polygon a little bit more um monday like okay i i realized the information files that i have saved and things like that right it's all on a hard drive when i'm not using the computer uh, it's unplugged and the computer's off if I'm on it's you know vp blah blah, blah all that but mm-hmm. I had to leave it running the other day while I went to work because it was uploading to Dropbox because on Patreon we use Dropbox because that can't be censored and anything yeah right um mm-hmm. I come home I'm driving home first um I'm driving down the highway and I notice I'm my phone's connected to Wi-Fi. I'm going like 70 miles an hour. It's connected to Wi-Fi. I'm scrolling. Don't text and drive, kids, but I'm scrolling Twitter while I'm driving, and it's connected to Wi-Fi and things are still loading. What? Um, I go Hmm. to Wi-Fi settings. It's connected to a hidden network. It just says hidden network. I get home.
4: My phone... In your car, Camden? Yeah. Uh, That's bizarre. Oh, not done yet.
3: (laughs) I get home. My computer is still on. It's connected to the network but not the internet so like that next step um, what it is sending and receiving information to on my computer is a hidden network Hmm. I can't connect to the internet I, I, I use a ethernet adapter and then uh, connect it to my phone so it's using LTE to connect to the internet I just say I I uninstall the Wi-Fi land card driver, um, go to the internet, re-download it. Um, I it wouldn't let y'all send, in, it wouldn't let y'all wouldn't let y'all see pics. Um, but reconnecting to the internet. I kept getting this thing that said enable federal information processing standards in parentheses, FIPS, compliance for this network. What the fuck? Asking me to. Like check that That's crazy, and and uh, I've never fucking heard of that. Best Buy had never heard of it. Um, th- looked it up now. It's it NIST, the National something Standards and Technology. It's something that they worked with Microsoft on. Uh, I don't know if y'all have heard about like that Jedi ten billion dollar Jedi contract getting canceled. Yeah, right? yeah, I remember that. So so that was it. Was all part of that. FIPS um, hmm. is. Um, government computers uh like government approved encryption and like on government computers you have fips on so that so that you're only using things that are encrypted in a way the government's okay with but if you ask me that's because they love their back doors absolutely so it wouldn't let me turn the network on until i i didn't by the way in the end push this button i kept trying to get around it finally i figured out how to i had to like change network name like, all, but like
4: they're really trying
0: that's some creepy shit man
4: yeah yeah that's big time and for you to have a uh, wi-fi as you're driving down the road yeah i mean i mean i've never heard of such a thing unless you there's some massive wi-fi network that's out no. there that's under government control that right they can that, that 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 they utilize their wi-fi uh, to access people's phones when, say, for instance, there's no cell service, right? Well, we already right. So they them. can access your phone anytime through their through their internet, and internet, right. that yeah. could be coming from 5g towers could be coming from yeah. satellites, it could be coming, like, like, we're not really, we're not really sure what Starlink is yet. No, you know, you well, know Starlink, it, you is, can, being, Starlink is being just gonna put up, so, yeah. Starlink's yeah. being put up, uh, so that uh, little Jimmy, uh, uh in Africa can get the internet, right? In the rainforest, and even right? on even with Starlink, Amazon uh, Blue Origin, I think,
3: is launching literally just as many satellites in the 3000s at the exact same time. Like, uh, if you ask me, someone needs to be figuring out like how to get like garbage trucks in space because there's gonna be so much that's a giant vacuum cleaner right right um right. but but th- what where is it coming from i think You're the right. balloons will
4: clog it <laughs> yeah that's crazy right <clears throat> and
3: so so the it doesn't 5g maybe makes the most sense to me it, like there, there's got to be i, I I don't quantum quantum computing is getting really big now like it doesn't I don't know
4: but yeah. but that's it's something. Yeah, well it's you could bet it wasn't Verizon No, uh, absolutely uh, oh, not. Come to my go on your right. Verizon app and see where we have free Wi-Fi so right. we can access your <laughs> no. phone for you. Okay. And Thank the, you. the weird <laughs> thing even is like
3: uh, my dad's computer downstairs, my brother's laptop in his room, uh, those didn't have the hidden network.
4: I'm actually kind of surprised they they singled out your IP address and went after. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: So yeah, they gave they sent you a message, maybe.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's in the episode that I recorded. I said it's not like I think like like yeah, sure. I've got things that no one want. They don't want on the internet, but I don't. It's not like I even think they went to go look and see what I have. I think it was more of a scare tactic. Because yeah, absolutely right. And it's not gonna. I don't care. i I ain't stopping. I'm more stubborn than that. But wow.
4: Yeah. Right, so should I be looking for your name on the list when the list comes out? You know, because <laughs> Biden is asking big tech for uh, and medical for, for a list of people that haven't taken the jab, number one. yeah, uh, and, and any of us that have been reported for being extremist on Facebook, right? Yeah, so absolutely. You, you get that little thing. Now, do you know anybody that's an extremist? Yeah, yeah fucker. Everybody in my family is a fucking extremist. You know, any, anybody <laughs> that's podcast that talks about conspiracy theories is an extremist, right? In somebody's right. view. And, and so you and I,
3: absolutely, so it's a
4: very yeah. fine line there. Like we could all be deemed extremists because we have extreme views. Of course, we are <laughs> absolutely, and that's why, like you and me, have talked
0: multiple times, Ron, about about you know uh, studying up on ham radio
3: technology and shit like right? that. Yeah. No, I'm looking at putting a ham radio in my jeep.
4: Ah, there you go nice man yeah, yeah. no was, in, in all seriousness i think that's something that we definitely all need to get on uh and we all need to have everybody's information uh, so that we yeah. can stay in contact because you know i just got this really odd feeling that in the next couple of months like this shit's really going to hit the fan you know you got this stuff we just did a show tonight about all the unrest and all these socialist uh, countries right you got cuba you got uh, south africa yeah. uh, you have uh Obviously, so Venezuela. France is protesting
3: right now. Yeah,
4: you got the president yeah, of Haiti. Bad. that Just got killed, uh, assassinated because he didn't want to take the COVID jab. Yeah, you know, but all of a sudden now, we, uh, oh no, we got plenty of shots. Here. We're going to send them over. Yeah, uh, get you taken care of, right? So uh, you know, and then the people in Cuba are protesting because uh they don't get no vaccines, right? So they're very upset. So they're protesting in the street. Okay, this is how this is how the news is framing this and spinning yeah these stories. right No, okay so we know that globally shit is hitting the fan right and it's just a matter of time that's going to come here and i really south think africa looks insane right now yeah i'm actually going to do an interview i have a contact uh in really? south africa i'm going to be doing mm. an interview yeah we were supposed yeah, yes. to do it this afternoon mm. uh that kind of fell through but we're going to reschedule and we're okay it is, it is it's bad yeah. shit i've seen a couple of videos oh, yeah. from people yeah. like of the streets it, it's yeah it's, oh,
3: hell. Yeah. God. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty rough yeah.
0: so yeah maybe maybe um that's what this uh, project Bluebeam is supposed to do, right? It's supposed to bring us all together under one understanding, or something like that.
4: Yeah, yeah. one glo- uh, like uh, what one, Ronald Reagan said: uh, one global FIPS compliance. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Fips there you go. Right. And so bring we us we're on um the- we're one global, global thing to fight the aliens, right? Rab, yeah. which, which are going to be fake aliens, according to von Braun.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. And um, so we got to kind of wrap this up. It's getting late for me. And uh, we've been going for over no, two hours. Been, no, yeah, this no, is this great. Solid. Oh, that's awesome. Hell yeah. So um, uh, I will leave it with this. Is some, some themes from the very beginning and throughout have been that, you know, uh, they're trying to get ahead of what's coming, whether they like it or not, perhaps mm-hmm. something along those lines. And I'd like to, at least before this ends, echo the idea that this is talked about outside of the ufo phenomenon as well because the entire time that's going on you have an entire huge spiritual community talking about how they're trying to mimic what's really good for you and they're you know there's always the, the middleman they always play the middleman and put you in you know put something in between you right. and your own personal power and this and that so i i do want to emphasize that that uh that theme and that, that idea that this is universal. This UFO phenomenon is a symptom of something much more universal than just uh, something from outside of our planet or something from outside this dimension something from uh, somewhere else on a much larger uh, planet or golf ball or flat earth or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, it's more than these physical concepts. It's more than these physical ideas that are affecting our physical uh, world in front of our, our visual plane in front of us. Because if psychedelics has taught me anything is <laughs> th- this whole damn thing can be under suspect suspicion
3: mm-hmm.
0: because there's uh right. there's a, uh, you know, the DMT experience itself specifically is
3: right. Yeah.
0: No, you no. know, uh, no, one's not a single, even no psychedelic traveler or scientist that's working with it has explained to me why my cameras can stop recording this around us. I've, I've So never- fine. Your mind can do stuff and, and find the DMT is unlocking something that's already there like a receptor. Fine but what, what concerns me is these are cameras and where is the feed going and yeah. what's happening to the feed? Uh, well, I, is it I've,
3: burning? What's going on? I've got, well, I've got, I've got a sort of speculation for you all. On sure. That. I've got, well, I, I got, I got two things to say before we wrap it up now. Sure. Um, but, sure. Um, so DMT, um, uh, it is a naturally occurring chemical in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only been like three of them done but uh cat scans at the moment of death you can see a a, you would call it a heroic dose of dmt released in your brain right um so heaven hell dmt trips so it sounds like you've been on one they kind of are what you make Kit and you were in a in a ethereal alternate uh, uh place um out of body experience easiest word for it um so out of body experience and then you have a body to come back to right but if you die your soul leaves in that out-of-body experience there, there's no body to come back to it doesn't come back to it mm. and and that's kind of what afterlife ish is right and what, what you yeah, Well, your soul
4: it. your soul leaves and it just goes somewhere else right and your body I, i've said this your body is just an avatar like right. this body i got stuck with this time whatever i'm working with it but jesus like, like, <laughs> like right now like i can't even hardly move but but whatever so yeah so when your soul leaves right and they say that at the time of death you know what you experience is what you what you believe in like if you right. believe you go into to heaven you go to heaven if you believe right. you're going to hell you go to hell it literally and, is I mean, a we do you don't know teacher. Yeah, we don't you know make. what happens. Uh, obviously, we're all going to find out at some point. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyways, that no, really super, super interesting thing. And in, in what the DMT brings out now, I've never done DMT. Uh, and I can't confirm or deny that I that I'm want to. <laughs> I think it's something you have. It's like you do shrooms and LSD and things
3: like you can mentally maybe not be prepared for that and it'd be OK. But DMT really is something that you 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 mentally get to have the uh, wherewithal. For I agree, absolutely, um, all
0: and, of them. oh Yeah, I no, right. To a certain degree, and um, I, I,
3: I've gone
0: to crazy places on all of them anyway. Yeah, for sure.
3: Yes, and the oh, okay, last thing. Yeah, last um, you thing. Got yeah. you. Got into you. Got into New Age. Um, mm-hmm. and the the middle per like a person in in our Patreon. We do Zoom calls and stuff. That he he's he's said a lot of interesting things on and we've even had some like on technology side a guy that works for rand core that i don't know why he talks to us but he does and he seems very uh, legit i've seen his credentials <laughs> and like uh had some private conversations with uh, like i i think i'm cool with him he basically <laughs> says like i sit in these briefings all day and i'm like all these people talking I know I I can find so many more smarter people that have so much better perspectives, and so like I want to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm okay with him. For a while, I was like, uh, yeah, um, yeah. but um, confirmed by him. So the the new age guy, he's basically he he's of the belief that new age spiritualism, all that stuff, raise your vibrations, those things. Um, that's a giant psyop. Um, yeah, I've heard this. Yeah, and something. And, keep going right and and uh by raising your vibrations this is and then i'm adding in the technology backup of it if you raise your vibrations you uh, become a better antenna for broadcasting if you add um aluminum say in deodorant or say in uh these you mentioned white claws earlier the these seltzers with actual hard liquor in the aluminum cans they degrade the aluminum you're swallowing a little bit of aluminum um you if you if you're a better antenna you the government can RFID track you way better, and that's what they really use to track you. You have every single person has an independent, unique RFID signature. And if I were to say, make sure I kept everyone six feet apart, I could always identify who is everyone.
4: Much easier. Yeah, that's yes. creepy. Yeah, that's a no, very inter- creepy. Very, line of very, thinking. Very interesting. And, and maybe part of the experience is. Okay, uh, we're either going to track you and everything's going to work out good, or you're going to get Alzheimer's and die. Yeah, you know it's a 50-50 shot. Yeah,
3: yeah. And and so he he's very much of the mind that the entire new age, like spiritualism, is is in itself a psyop. So I
0: wonder. Sorry to cut. This might be a conversation I'm going to have to have with with generations yeah. with you guys because holy shit, I mean that cracks open Pandora's box for me because that means right. because there has to be it doesn't have to be that's my internal dialogue going find the mimic find the mimicry because the new age quote unquote is the old age it's the most right. ancient wisdom we have so i mean th- that you know er- that we're just descending off into the branches yeah. and then more branches yeah. And he,
3: so he's of the mind that instead of raise your vibrations you should be lowering your vibrations to match the earth kind of grounding yourself not not uh, elevating and it's, hmm. i mean you there's things to back it up it's very we're gonna have we're gonna have yeah. to, yeah we're
0: gonna have totally. to read i want to get into that sometime no, I'm, 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 I'm
4: glad gonna, to I'm leave the audience uh, hanging nope. absolutely i want to be in on that conversation because you know i have a hard time believing that the new you know some of the new age stuff is kind of out there but uh but a lot <laughs> of it you know i read a lot about buddhism uh growing up Right, and you're talking. That's like raising your vibrations. You're uh, you're changing frequencies. You're doing things, and, and yeah. these monks are able to meditate for days. Yeah. Right. So, so I don't think that's a it's, psyop. I mean, maybe part of it's I, a I psyop, but not maybe. the original maybe. stuff like, like socially. That's, that's what I'm really. Concerned. Yeah. No. That's, yeah. Right. Because I it has got to be a like, mimicry, man. There's right. got to be something yeah.
0: laid. It's they just lay it right out there on top. Scientism versus science. I don't want everyone turning completely against science. I'm almost nervous about posting like. <laughs> Science, science in conspiracy theory posts yeah, you know no. it's, it's hard to even go near science that we actually probably could trust
3: you know or yeah or can yeah, we, we have uh, to trust anything yeah right it's uh, that's and that's the, the whole point that's uh, the whole point and let's it. leave
0: it at that for now guys uh you guys have been freaking awesome thank you camden thank you Don't. ron dave zed for coming in and having all this amazing shit to say and eric just being able to be bombarded and take it. Eric is my very good friend. And and he's always been the one to be. He's always willing to go as far right. down the rabbit hole with me as he wants. Yeah, and, that, and that's he very He just cool. throws an anchor in the top while he's and he's like, I'm going right. to go down yeah, there yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah. But I've I'm, no,
3: I'm, I'm definitely got a
4: line. Yeah. yeah, I got a
0: line whenever I want to get the hell back <laughs> out of here.
3: When I, you
4: know, when I, saw I really Eric respect sitting, that. When I saw Eric sitting back in his chair and we're going on about stuff and he's just look, looking like, what? He's <laughs> what listening, though. Yeah. Yeah, he'll no, be, that's, he'll cool. Be Googling that's cool. Yeah,
0: that's, <laughs> or duck that's duck going now.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's definitely yeah, I, hope. I was cool definitely thing. gonna tell him that you need to never yeah. go to Google again.
0: Oh, I've told him before. I think yeah. he was he was on my very first episode and he was like I was like why are you googling why aren't you duck duck going he's like because i don't give a fuck i'm like okay, okay. Like, <laughs> it's like dude i don't think you know what you mean when you say that <laughs> yeah no right
3: yeah you don't give a fuck about finding any answers you're asking yes right yeah exactly
0: but anyway right. guys thank you all so much for being here ron we can find you at the wicked planet podcast you're on instagram right yeah at yeah wicked you planet can, uh, podcast. Uh, well-
4: yeah, I'm uh, you can find me on Instagram. I'm uh, Ron from New England. Yes. Uh, that's, yeah, that's where everybody you out. knows I me, by. Meeting you, dude.
3: That's great. Yeah, great you too,
4: Camden for sure, and and Dave, also, and Eric, you know, and hopefully we can get together again. Uh, right, uh and you can uh, find my uh, podcast uh, page on Instagram as well. It's the Wicked Planet Podcast. So, uh, if anybody wants to check that out, come and uh, come and check it out. Give us a listen sometime. Me and Andy, we're going to be working together pretty soon on a couple of ideas that we have.
0: Oh, yeah, uh, Andy, I
4: want to thank you very much for inviting me to come on the show tonight like like so sorry that I was late oh no uh, worries you know hopefully I didn't miss too much and uh yeah no had a great time great conversation uh and uh and look forward to having more yeah Andy I, I appreciate it man.
3: dude I yeah I was a little bit late too I was editing video I missed it. I missed the text from Dave but I mean like I was telling Dave the other day I can't I can't I'm so impressed that like people like he, he, of course he wants to bring me on. Right. I can get how he feels about me now, but like to be invited on these things too from other people, wanting to interview me and him, that's like, I, I it's amazing to me. Like, I don't oh. know what qualifies me, but I love it.
0: Well, dude, I, uh, when you, f- you filled in for Dave a couple of times that I really, I tuned into and I thought you were great, you know, mm-hmm. and, I, and when I realized that Dave had, it had, had a good friend right there helping him out with this shit. I'm like, this makes a little bit more sense. Otherwise, Dave would have no hair. He'd be yeah. pulling his own eyebrows out at this yeah. point. So, I mean, I really appreciate what you guys are doing over a Generation Z podcast. Ron, I appreciate you so much, man. I we got to get together more and we we definitely have to do something in person with a bunch of us New Englanders for
3: sure. I um, know we're going to set that up.
0: Hell yeah. Now, Camden, you guys are, you guys are further north. I believe. no, 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 no. See, no? you, you, oh, you, Dave, you can
3: end the recording and I'll, I'll, I'll okay, no problem. Stuff. Yeah.
0: Okay. No problem. All right. Anyway, guys, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, we got way off topic, but I think that's the whole point here, man. I really do. Absolutely. Cause this, like we've been saying the whole time, this topic is a very universal topic mm-hmm. and it can't be boiled down to what these factions are throwing at us. So thanks everybody for listening. And take it easy. See you next time. Good night. So yeah, yeah. Thank you guys so much. This was fucking crazy. This is almost three
4: hours. That was is awesome. it really? What time did you guys? Did you start I, at well, 830? I
0: started. I started at eight thirty. Well, right. eight forty. Yeah. Let's call it eight forty. Yeah. So that was sick. That was yeah, I was. Crazy. I was
4: pushing Buckley. You know, uh, we had a little glitch in the middle of the show. I mean, we overcome <laughs> it. It was no big deal. But yeah. but our girl Kristen, she was in on the show tonight. And I told Buckley, I says, okay, so what are you doing? You're going to get that exported, do this, do that. Well, I was just, one. I said, dude, I'm a fucking half hour late for Andy's show already. Oh, but I
2: thought you said, you, like, he said, yeah. you said it was 930.
4: He said, you said it was 930. I said, no, right, I said it yeah. was 830. I said, so get your shit done. And if you yeah, want to well, join in the show, pull up a chair. No, nah, no, nah, I got to go. I got to get go. I said, good. Get fuck out of here. And, you know, and <laughs> That's said, funny. Yeah, I beat up on him anyways, pretty good.
3: Andy I don't know if it matters to you or not. I oh, I care. am? No, it, it says oh, recording on mine. Oh, I don't know. you know what? I think
0: Dave is still recording. Dave's See recording. That? That's what it yeah, is. Yes, so, you're absolutely Dave, that's right. for so you. That's fine. You know what? Yeah,
3: yeah, no, I, Dave's good. not. That's he, I don't think Dave's here anymore. No, no he left his computer open. So that is his recording. You might want to
4: check that in post production, Andrew.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: Don't worry. Don't worry. I will. but Yeah,
3: no. And I'll check it on my post production. But if Dave gets
4: to listen to it, then yeah
3: no well, that's I why i think that's why i did it and i think we're gonna yeah, post I it figured. too and all that but um that would be great so yeah dave we haven't told anyone yet because it's are okay. Okay. fun but dave's i live in georgia like oh okay uh, cool. like south u.s he's from toronto he's right. next tuesday he's flying here and so we'll oh, cool. be like in the same room together doing the podcast together i think that's like great. it'll be super rad Oh, dude, yeah,
4: we're your fans like, are gonna blow yeah, gonna You know, like, Camden. When good. it's really cool, like when I do my podcast, my my uh, guest host—I mean, my uh, co-host—is with me in the studio, right? Uh, and tonight, like, uh, and we had Kristen, who's our girl that comes in, does a few shows and stuff. Uh, she wants to start being uh, more active with doing a show, and I'm trying to help her. That's great. She does. Yeah. yeah. So and she's really good. We're going to do some spiritual show and some holistic healing and, you know, and all that stuff. Uh But, but it's, it's different. Like doing a zoom one, I, like for since, like, I've been doing this since July or June, yeah. of 2020. Right. So, so you get used to the zoom meetings and it's cool. Right. You know, it's cool. You yeah. can mute your mic, you can raise your hand, you can do all this stuff. Right. Uh, Because, you know, I, I really, you know, I don't mean to interrupt. Sometimes I do. Or whatever but i'm trying to be very mindful about that right but when you're in the studio it's like it's a different flow oh like, hell yeah like, yeah. like I, I mean, this show flowed awesome but but you yeah. get in this flow there's no yeah. delay there's no nothing right uh, and then if like, buckley okay. says something i give him the hairy eyeball or he gives me the hairy right eyeball. No, it's no, kind that's, of that's funny so it's on. easier to play off of each other when you're Absolutely. in the studio so so if dave's coming to you that's going to be yeah. a good show like well, I, took the, the, I took the i took the whole
3: i took a whole like 10 days off work so like we'll be like actually like all all day like we're we're thinking we're gonna do like alex jones style like sit there for a couple hours Let like because they have our phone number too if they're on patreon so members can call us other people can watch it so maybe more people will join patreon too they get our numbers like we're like this is gonna be rad dude.
0: maybe maybe well no i don't maybe i i'm i'll try to join if the timing's right i would love to join and call in
3: on you guys right no (laughs) dude for real i like i cannot wait for this it's gonna be fun that's so awesome to hear. What ben, is your What is your Patreon, Kim? Um, I, it's you have to look up the entire entire word. They 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 shadow ban us so hard already. It's really annoying. Is um, Patreon
4: messing with you? Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, so it's make sure I say it right. It's yeah Generation Z podcast. Like just all three words spaced out. Um, but I'll drop a link actually in this chat right here, real quick before we go
0: that's awesome. Cause then I'll, if you want, I'll put it in the show notes when I release this too. Cause I usually, obviously I'll link all the people on the show anyway, but I can put as many links for you guys as, as I can find, honestly. That's what I usually do. I just had Etienne de la Boetti, too, on the other night. Oh, I got to listen mm-hmm. to that.
4: That looks like that's Yeah, it's, it's out
0: now. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar with him, man, I mean, it's totally different than than the topic we we're talking about tonight. But right. I think I'm going to be your neighbor eventually, Ron. I think I'm coming to New Hampshire if I can fucking afford it because... Uh, The Free State Project sounds pretty amazing, even though I'm not a libertarian because I don't associate at all politically, still they're doing amazing things and they don't care if you don't associate with the libertarian party yeah they so don't the free rise, state the know? free
4: state movement's pretty big up here yeah. uh, and that's what that pork fest was about a few weeks right back. i wish yeah. i could have gone i wish like i
0: mark to, steves told me about it and i was just like holy shit when's that happening and you know we just had so much going on at home well that the was the garden going, man the garden's yeah. taken over my life i know it looks
4: awesome it looks Thank awesome. So, yeah, that's so I was, though, uh, dude?
3: That's the way to do it. Get your I was baby team.
4: steps. Baby steps. Yeah. I was away four wheeling that weekend when Porkfest because Bootsy wanted me to meet him up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because, oh, Ron, you're in New Hampshire, right? Hey, I'm going up to Porkfest. I'm like, what the fuck is Porkfest? Bootsy's cool, man. I want to yeah. have him on my show. Yeah. yeah cool guy, too. Yeah. We're going to get him on also. So, yeah. but anyway, so Mark ended up camping out on my front lawn that weekend. You know, I wasn't looking
0: home. Crazy. But but I sent
4: a message to my stepkid and I'm like, Hey, my buddy's coming. Uh, he's gonna camp out tonight, unlock the front door so we can use the bathroom. Yeah, if you see a, if <laughs> you see a hippie looking curly headed fuck coming onto the property. Oh, my stepkid's a huge pothead, so they would have got along just fine. Yeah. Mark's awesome, he's yeah. funny as hell. He's like, Ron man, this place is nice, man. This is a nice setup you got over here. I said, Yeah, pitch a tent, uh, uh, help yourself. I'll Talk to you That's when I get crazy. back
0: into town. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely want to eventually do like some sort of like camping trip, like where mm. podcasters like could like camp out and do a live podcast around a campfire or some shit like that. That'd be so hey, dude. I got room at my house. That'd be so sick. Like yeah, I got plenty of room. Have like yeah. a we, you know. You you guys have heard of uh like Randall Carlson and Brother Brothers of the Serpent podcast, I've like those guys, that, yeah. Grimerica. They do the uh, the contact at the cabin out in like the Midwest somewhere. Oh, they, just the yeah. they just did that. the Scablands. Yeah, just did that. So they have tons of podcasters go to that together, and they it's a great meetup spot. I want to recreate something. I'm not, you know, using anybody's house as an example, but like just in general, yeah. it seems like that's where we're all heading. Okay. Then, shit, even you down there in Georgia. That's no, beautiful. Right. That's a beautiful are you near the Appalachian Trail? Uh, I'm a little here? south
3: of it. I'm at but but even prettier. I live on the lake. So, oh, geez. Yeah.
0: yeah, man. That's that's gorgeous. So you anyway, got guys, gators? I got a, you got gators got a,
3: in your lake. There, There's some. Yeah. Yeah. I don't swimming I'm, I'm not gators. I'm not a not they're they're not in Lake Lake Uh, I know where they are back on Creek hop over Mm -hmm. land a little bit to that little mini Creek and there are gators and Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not Florida man, but I have played with them before. So like, yeah.
4: All right. So Andy, check this out. What's up? Pittsburgh, New Hampshire. It's the furthest most town in New Hampshire. I've heard of that. Yeah. Okay. Friend of Oz family owns a huge log house up there. No shit. They never go there.
3: Ron, Ron, I really like, sorry, interrupt, but like, I really like how your accent comes out very heavily now that I like. So I love it. And like during the show, you you have a north mid northwest northeastern accent
4: yes it's it's northern boston it's a northern boston
3: accent it's not
0: as intense as it really is but for camden it is you know
3: what i mean Uh, yeah yeah, and and and, and, i can just hear it and but like during the show like when we were like just all round table talking swear i never picked up on it but like (laughs) like i for real that's very i I think that's hilarious that's natural dude this this is me i'm
4: not making it up no i know so, like so, that's,
3: so you were more relaxed like you you were in show mode then now you're not you know what i mean yeah. it's very funny okay, in show mode all the time but anyway check this
4: out so i have access to this place like for cheap money dude that and would be like, like a bunch of us could pitch in they charge us like six or seven hundred dollars for the week right dude and it's right on the four-wheeler trail because i would bring my my razor with me right mm. so uh because you can't go to pittsburgh uh without riding like you got to ride while you're in pittsburgh right yeah. so so, uh, but I've got a couple of rigs, right? We can figure that out, but, uh, but we could all pitch in. Even if it was just like a three-day event. We could plan that over the no, course no. of
0: months and be real
4: slow. Right. And the strategic problem is the internet, the internet's like garbage. there, So I don't well, know. Well, fuck
0: that. Work. We all have each other's contacts and, and, you know, right. we can maybe, I don't know how to do it. Cause I know I'm, uh, I'm in the union of the unwanted's like uh telegram group, but I try to go, I can't, I don't know how to create my own like grouped to add people into i don't
3: know uh, but tele-
0: telegrams like a but of course that's coming under fire now too. all these I apps know. and shit it's like no matter who comes out oh, with yeah. it somehow they're touched by by this I awfulness know. i don't know but anyway guys i gotta piss like i yeah, for sure have never had to I'm piss before yeah then i gotta myself. myself about 45 minutes to play some video games before i pass out so,
3: right. uh, well, <laughs> you, guys are, so you guys are YouTube. awesome
4: so take care, and I'll talk to you yeah. guys both soon. See ya. Uh, Andy. See ya. Can you send me the link to the show when you get it all done? Absolutely, it won't be tonight, but it'll no, be no, tomorrow. no, no. When yeah, you get yeah, it done, sure. like next week. Absolutely, or you guys will all get
0: emails right. and yeah. shit. I chatted. Right.
3: I chatted link to Patreon channel too.
0: Absolutely, oh, okay. guys. Yeah. Awesome. Right, I'm gonna See check you. that out right now. See ya.
3: All right, night, guys.
0: I don't know. Can I end this meeting without losing the group chat? Can't really do that, can I? Well, that's fine. I'll leave this open until I pay and figure the rest I got, I got what I, I got what I need, Andy. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know if I can end it without losing because I haven't gotten any of the links that I need.
4: <laughs> oh, so I'm going to leave you. it
0: open for a few minutes. But anyway, Ron, you take it easy, man. Thanks for joining me. This was great.
4: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Take care, dude.